Okay, let's 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 lower this music. Lower it. Lower it all. Just cut it hard. Okay. What's up, everybody? This is Francisco. Joined by my good buddy Charles for Sports Goofs number one hundred and thirty-two, presented by Mr. Tortilla. We love you, Mr. Tortilla. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I I really would like some tortillas right now, Charles. I uh, especially after watching La Capital. Who's, oh. If if any of y'all don't know, and you know what, let's start the show with this because sure, there's yeah, some right. sports stuff, but whatever. We'll cookies uh, a sport. Yeah, oh, sure, sure. <laughs> cookies a porn. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, man. And you, I don't know. How did you find this guy, man? Because I didn't find him. You? Found I him. don't know. So embarrassing story. Sometimes when I'm at the gym and I put things on YouTube, I. <laughs> I'll watch like gaming cutscenes for yeah, certain yeah. things. Like I was revisiting Max Payne 2 and a few other stuff and then a couple other games, but I'll go on to incognito mode because the YouTube algorithms for gaming cutscenes are terrible because mm-hmm. they tend to include games I have not played that have the spoilers. Oh yeah. So okay. I, I don't want to find out what character dies. I don't want to know the ending. My eyes are too quickly and no amount of, you know, cognitive therapy can I yeah, do you'll to block see the it thumbnail out. And you'll be like, ah shit. Oh my god, that's the person I just, you know, met. They're dead. Okay, it doesn't matter. And I'll kind of do the same thing, too, with TV shows of clips I want to rewatch for, like, dramas. Never really with comedies. Let it happen. Like, my algorithm has been all, it's always sunny. But somehow, some way, and I don't know what happened. I think I was also checking it for, like, form techniques for my lifting. And mm-hmm. I see this guy. And I see, yeah. oh, Milanesa con chorizo. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I think I've mentioned on the show, but anybody who's listening that knows me and doesn't know me, I love chorizo. Absolutely, 100%. Mm. That's the pure Argentinian in me. I love chorizo. Mm. I never say no to it. The biggest disappointment in my life is when I had like a chorizo from Chipotle and it was good and I found out they have plant-based chorizo, which is like slapping God in the face. <laughs> I don't understand how that happens. So, so it's not real? Love... None of it's real that they have there? No, it's, it's not. No, oh. no, absolutely ridiculous. So I love um, Milanesas, as we told Andrew in our cultural episode, mm. again, not being monochrome anymore. Yeah. Um, Milanesas, whether it's beef or chicken, is a staple for all Latin American foods. So he shows up, and I'm like, and I see it, and I'm like, at home. <laughs> well, I'm driving home, and he shows up, because then I'll shower and everything, and I see this man. From La Capital with the Melanesa and then the I'm like, what is he doing? And I watch it's like a twenty minute video, but I yeah. watch ten Oh of no, so I, I, ha- I have five. it on right now. Good. We'll give a shout out to him. Yeah. So I, I watched um half and half. I watched like the first five minutes and then I watched the end base. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing I do is I sent it to you because you were my man of culture when it comes to food. Yeah. You understand what I live for. And that what I, I want to, you know, aspire for all my food creations and everybody who, if you follow us, this is what, 133 um, 132. episodes? Yeah, 132. 132. So like of the 126 I've probably been on, mm. everybody knows I'm about the food. Mm. And I I was just in heaven coming into it. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, what is this? Because we love me. And he puts it in a sandwich, which makes everything better. Any kind of food. With yeah. between buns is better. Escargot, put that in a sandwich, great. Fantastic. Mm. Rhubarb, put it between a sandwich. Just amplifies it. I can't explain it. Yeah. It's like the dash of hot sauce that you need when you have your sad Hell. bachelor food in life like I have. Yeah. Something about it elevates it. Yeah. So ice I watched cream it. sandwich? Hell yeah. I'll yeah. Give me that so, the ice cream truck. 
I watched it. I was very happy that I was in the shower post so I can just clean up <laughs> properly because it was a, a different kind of heaven for mm. me. And then I sent it to you and I sent it to Andrew. And then we had to go on like, what is the Hispanic translation or urban dictionary would be for Andrew when we're talking about foods? Because we're just throwing yeah. words at them. Yeah. Like he doesn't know. So we're playing both Google Translate yeah. and also Cookbook. And I could just hear the dinging of Francisco, you know, spirit as he's watching and take. And uh, no, since then, <laughs> you sent it to me and I'm like, oh, wow. Like I, cause it's the finished products in the thumbnail. And I was like, okay, all right, okay, I, let's let's see how he does it. And I'm and I'm watching this man, and I'm watching him like, like 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 a scientist, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, oh never seen see. that before in my life. Yeah, ah, great technique. Oh wow, fat. Oh, great follow through. You know, <laughs> like yeah, every it, we were it was just like Rory McIlroy on the mound for yeah. golf. Mm -hmm. we're, we're clapping. We're doing everything. Yeah, and we're just seeing him go step by step, and and he's got like. Uh, he's he's bought the works. This guy's got like eight million subscribers. Okay, he's got eight eight point five million subscribers. He's got an amazing camera. So I'm like looking at it from every aspect. Like, oh wow, he's got the whole setup going. He and he's got uh, the way he speaks. Kind of, he's real. He's like, mm, y ahora vamos a poner esto. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. yes. Oh, talk to me, daddy. I right, yeah, right. And for <laughs> me, like my accent. Uh, my ear for the accent comes up every now and then. So there's some, you're more bilingual than I am, obviously. Uh, but then for me, I'm like, I don't know if it's because he speaks the true love language, which is uh, food yeah. or of his uh, Hispanic ethnicity, but I understand every word. I'm so tuned in focused. So anybody, <laughs> if, you know, people, if you're trying to get my attention, anything like that, if you're trying to speak to me in any foreign language, uh, whether it be Spanish, Haitian Creole, French, um, anything else, Finnish and all that stuff. If you speak about food and your love of food, I will understand you like it's a pure, Oh, you know yeah. uh utopian world because i i was just dazed by this man great looking guy understand yeah. and he cooks it too so yeah. he'll go and just buy some stuff yeah. and cook it or he'll just go try stuff out for the review yeah as with the pizza stuff that we saw yeah and he was totally right about that motor city pizza deep dish yeah I, i'm not gonna buy it yeah but i want to yeah yeah it's 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 beautiful and you see glorious yeah like when he's what i'm when he when he's breading it you know and he's like putting it in the egg and i'm like oh yes yes that's how you do it that's the well, technique we think of the cream we think of the, <laughs> we think of the cream fresh episode. i swear this guy should have like a freaking uh, a bleacher uh, stand up there I, I would be up there cheering like yes yes <laughs> well what makes Brand me love him shit. the most <laughs> what makes me love him the most is if you've noticed on the thumbnail and for anybody who is just listening to the podcast just go type in like capital on youtube he is he's more exorbitant with the, with the foods that he has he does not give you a small little part of it being cooked as you've seen with other cooking shows where they give you just a nibble of what they're cooking. he cooks the whole damn thing and he's gonna feed the family and I, I love that because you get to see really the finished product and he'll eat like majority of the damn thing. And he's a saint. He's an honorary goof member. I don't even know if the yeah. like guy likes sports, but you know, that's it. Yeah. Uh, he should be throwing out ceremonial first pitches at stadiums. I'm sure he's like, in, he's got to be in like California, like LA or something like that. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can only assume maybe he's in Texas. I don't know. I, I would assume he's Mexican, but I'm not sure. I, I'm not one. Look, my dad's one of those people that could probably like hear his accent, and be like, "Oh yeah, he's from whatever." I'm, I'm assuming he's Mexican, but I'm not entirely sure. Part of me thought Mexican, but also part of me thought like. Well, he's got an Instagram. He's got everything. Go go follow this man. His name is Oscar Mesar. 
uh, and just look at uh, like this right here when he's frying the meat. Oh, look at that oh, beautiful so breaded, like, <laughs> and it's dripping you, down. You know what I'm gonna lose it on if I see this man cook um, chicharrones. And then, man. I'll be and, done. And, and then like, okay, that that was fine. And I'm like, I'm breaking this video down. We're, we're watching the whole thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're watching the whole thing if he copyright strikes us please because it, it is a testament yeah. to like well i'll pay whatever fee you want man so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll subscribe you in the and we'll embed you i already subscribed to him like i'm yeah, getting his content. i said to the pizza video um, oh, it's so good he reminds me of um of the bruno mars ryan or pack anderson song when that right. scene where Forget. bruno's like this Bitch. That's how I feel about him every yeah. time he cooks and he tries something new. Forget Paula Dean. Forget Alton Brown. Forget mm. Guy Fieri. Like forget this Gordon. Is, this is the guy. This is yeah. the guy. Okay. Uh, I, and like it was fine. Like okay, he's got the meat, and then he he uses he's he's like a Native American. He uses the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, right? that's nothing goes so to waste. It. At all, you got some grease. Use that grease for later on. We're gonna use it to get some of the, you know, the crumbly bits of the meat. Oh man! And he, he does just that. Puts the pan over and then, and then it, it, he puts it over the top when he opens the freaking gigantic box of chorizo. I'm like, oh no! What is this man doing? <laughs> like. It kind of makes me wish that we can <laughs> just have him pack us food. I'll find him. I'll drive to wherever he, oh, yeah, that, he lives that in Michigan. Of, uh, Ian Malcolm, they did it. You son of a bitch, they did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, like I said, like imagine you know my love for food. The first thing I find about this man is chorizo on, on, mm. in a sandwich. I'm like, yes, because you see a lot of franchises try to be um, fancy. They'll get the McDonald's is doing it right now with their secret menu stuff right now. And yeah. what, what this man makes me believe is that one day he was cooking with an uncle and an aunt, and they just go. McDonald's ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. well, you know, we accept it, but they're just like, "Hey, man, you want some of this?" And I think yeah. he just tried it. He got lazy. He's like, "I'm gonna eat this," and you're like, "Yeah, I, I might have hell to hell yeah." Because they're gonna do the Sonic Hedgehog two promos this year. So, well, you know, it, we're not against you, uh, McDonald's. We we he, are very the butter, the, right down the middle of the butterfly cut of the chorizos. Mm, the best kind yeah that's like perfectly cut and then oh. the way he kind of slid it was just it was um mm. it looked like the perfect v kind of yeah. thing where just like it spread out and look at the buns those are potato buns right yeah. potato yeah. rolls yeah he, he's not giving you this substandard kind of roll yeah, the like, hamburger no. bun you know i mean fine. oh my Sesame god i forgot that he lightly baked it on the side yeah yeah to give you that bit of crunch when you're biting oh. into it and he's got and the he avocado as well yeah, and you know me, I don't like avocados. Yeah. But the way he was cooking, I, I think I mentioned it in the group chat. I'm like, oh man, he's doing this. What are you doing mm -hmm. with that? Because I think you know, I think guacamole tastes like wet garbage. Mm -hmm. um, but with the way but, he but was doing, but this is pure it. avocado. This isn't a, this isn't yeah. guacamole. This is hey, simple avocado. Put some salt on it. That's it. That's all you need. You don't need much more. That's it. That's I don't it. Even simple like onions, but I'll take it for the season. Yeah, I'll take off the no no onions for me. But whatever the tomatoes, that stuff. Then he puts the crumbly bits. The crumbly bits right there. Then he puts in that 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 sauce, that homemade sauce he made right there. And then, then the oh, oh, the big giant. Look how fat that me. is. <laughs> and then finally, a second no one. That's <laughs> ridiculous. And then the chorizo, right there. Just pat that thing down, my dude. And then, oh Charles, here's your favorite part right here. Pepper oh, jack. That's oh. right. I love pepper jack cheese. That mm. could be Swiss with holes into and he puts cheese on cheese that's what made me lose my mind <laughs> cheese if done right 
is the ultimate accessory. And it puts the bread on top of it so it soaks up into the middle of yeah, it, you know? Yeah, and it doesn't slide out and it's yeah. not going to be overgoing. It but attaches. Cheese will be the ultimate game changer mm. for a lot of things. And look at him. Look at the inside of that. Cheese makes salads. Cheese. cheese like, makes Char- salads. Jim Gaffigan made a, made, a, <laughs> made, a, made a joke about it. I was like, how much cheese do you need to put on a salad to make it appealing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just so Oh, beautiful. my God. There he is, and there's the big. There's our beautiful man right there. He's our golden god. Yeah, he is. Uh, trying to, if you can turn around a little bit, I can figure out what's on this hat. Maybe I, he's got to be from in L.A. He's got to be. Once I find out uh, his ethnicity, I can give him the appropriate um, god or goddess or whatever he wants to yeah. identify because he's just yeah. a, a greatness to an, me. An Aztec god, you know, yeah. or Mayan, Aztec, Incan Peruvian, god, Incan. You know? I don't care. <laughs> American god, you know, whatever you want to be, you're greater than Zeus to me. You're greater than you know, yeah, like, um, and you got, and he explains like all the, the options you can do too, you know, with the and he, and he just, like oh, and he bites into a jalapeno. It's like okay, you can have the jalapeno on the side if you want to, and just bite into it if you want some spice. I mean, either way, there it is. But that, you need big boy hands too. I feel like my little girl that, hands cannot handle, and I'm like, and, do I need one hand or two hands? I'm gonna do this. I, oh no, that's that's me all the way. I have tiny little hands, and. Uh, uh, there was a question on the Hawk and Crowder show. We're going to talk about this. You know what? Let's let's go. Uh, We're going to do it our way. This is the last Andrew show for a so, very long time. So there was a Hopefully question. Never. There was a question about what was it? It was about uh, whether you whether a hamburger tastes better if you cut it in half. Um, debatable. Because apparently some people like it's been, like the, the example given. To start the conversation was Burger King with the Whopper, mm-hmm. and you know Whoppers Whoppers low, but it's 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 wide. It's a wide it's a wide sandwich, you know, and compared to any other sandwich. It's the widest of the main. Like I don't know, you got Dave Single from Wendy's, uh, McDonald's. What's what's like their average? Sandwich? I mean, not the Big Mac, not the average, but like I don't know, quarter pounder. Mc- cheese? It's the quarter pounder. Yeah, yeah the, the quarter, quarter pounder is usually the weapon of choice. Right, the quarter pounder. Don't like the McChicken. So you got the quarter pounder, and then and then Burger King's is the Whopper. So those are your your entry level. Whereas burgers. we subscribe to the chicken, but you know whatever. Right. So those are the entry level burgers, and I the the I I think I've I've cut or sometimes I will cut my hamburger if I'm feeling like I don't know for some reason overly cleanly or i have no idea so, but a lot of times i'll either just eat it straight up or i will just rip it in half with my own hands <laughs> just have what half the and fuck half is wrong with you? Uh, dude dude you I, barbarian I, you know i am dude i i ate yeah, my sister like a fast food. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this one uh, <laughs> uh, there was no barbecue sauce. My my, we, they made steaks uh, when I was last at my sister's place, and uh, for the Super Bowl, for the Super Bowl, and they made steaks, and I had, I had a little I side. I find it weird that they did barbecue. Well, yeah, because you're, you sounds like we're going to. Smoke well, we had a ton here. of the finger foods. I told you, I got the pigs and legs, all yeah. this stuff. But I, for some reason, my you know, my dad or my brother in law wanted steaks. Okay, I uh, mean, I can respect that too. Yeah. And then my, my, my stomach imploded the, the night after. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, the uh, 
uh, I ate my <laughs> I made my steak. There was no barbecue sauce. I like having barbecue sauce. Uh, like at a steakhouse, I won't have it. I'll have like butter or whatever, whatever butter that they have uh, and stuff on top of that. They have this thing called the King's Butter in one of the places. That's really good. But is it like apple butter? No, no, it uh, it's it's not. It's got to be uh, very specific. A different base, but it's it's not apples with it. Uh, but it's good. It's some good stuff. There, there's some, I forgot what's inside of it, or some, some little bit of spices and stuff like that to, to kind of kick it up. But um, <laughs> there was no barbecue sauce that I could find. I was like, you know what? I saw a, a tub of honey mustard. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> my what? Sister, my, yeah, honey mustard. And my, okay, sister, so- my sister looked at me like I, uh, probably whatever expression you have on your face right now. Annoyed, but I'm perpetually annoyed these days, so I don't I don't think it's anything different. But mm. the only time I think you're accepted to do honey mustard mm. with beef and, and a meat is not one a regular steak, but if you go with beef milanesa, because you already have it deep fried or you know, country fried steak is mm. the you know, the um cracker barrel uh, uh yeah, okay. of how I compare it to people. Uh-huh. So that that's cool. I, I kinda hate you. Um <laughs> yeah, you because here's the problem, honey mustard. You either get the it honey wasn't like I doused it in. I was just had it on the side. Just but hear me out. Sweet. You either get the honey mustard that's too sweet and there's no ding of a mustard, or you get a mustard that's just too mustardy and you might as well just some brown spicy mustard. That's why we have gray poupon. No, it wasn't. A, no, no, this was the sweet stuff. I, I need a little bit of sweet. That's what I, I feel thinking. like. I hate you a little bit. More I couldn't find barbecue sauce. It was a reasonable substitute. But the fact that you had to do barbecue sauce on a steak. Well, granted, it's not like we're going to a steakhouse. It's a house. Exactly. Thing. It's a house. I don't thing. do a one anyway because a one's just vinegar. No, we no. Just read the ingredients. No, no. No, you can find uh, you can find good barbecue sauces out in the world. Okay, go out there, look. Don't just go with the I don't know Heinz or whatever, whoever offers them go get yourself i mean I, I like sweet go baby walk Ray's down barbecue the aisle salt. look down look down at the bottom you know just don't get mm. the stuff that's right in eye level that's where they want you to look yeah okay uh, uh, I, sweet baby rays is good i like them yeah but not for yeah. honey mustard for barbecue sauce yeah I've, I've had them a lot um i i actually have a bottle of my my mini fridge right now so you, know, you should be like my paralegal literally has a bottle i'm gonna put on a blast sorry derek but mm. he has like a bottle of tabasco sauce at the office for him mm. So that was like the funniest thing when we were like, well, we talked about it. Yeah. The office. I'm like, do you need this? We, like, don't forget this. We, we talked about it too. Like, is it, you know, uh, is it even good? Is it overrated? So <sighs> Tabasco, here's the thing. I get Tabasco, but Tabasco is not for every kind of meal. It's not like Cristal hot sauce where you just dab it and it's almost applicable to all places, I would say. Um, but definitely, definitely, Tabasco could be a little bit overrated. Why, though? You and I are, we're not even connoisseurs, we're venturers. We're mm-hmm. venturers of spice. Yeah. And because of that, we demand different. Yeah. Um, so that's why if I go to a place and I like their sauce, I'm like, oh, yo, where where can I buy this? And I'll Google the hell out of it. And I, I tried the, uh, and I'm, I'm getting way off of the topic, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Follow the capital. We love him. Please DM us. Slide into our DMs. Let us first debate how you had all these ideas of yeah. foods, and then please let us know um, national origin so I could properly call you a Mayan, Aztecian, or any kind of God American guy, whatever, because mm-hmm. I want to give you a proper um, title of greatness because I love you so much. So, like, um, the uh, I went to BurgerFi, and I had their... I'm very, I'm very half and half with that place. Yeah, I had their, their spicy chicken sandwich because, uh, I was, you know, whatever I'm... 
whatever i watched my calories fasting all that stuff not a fan they use a ghost pepper honey on it which was fine but it 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 honestly the one from wendy's was spicier so yeah that, uh, so I guess screw it. The first half of the show is gonna be about food because you know I want yeah. to talk about yeah the honey hot chicken. Oh no, we're yeah let, let's do it. I mean why not? I mean there's I'm trying to get this whatever in the background, but let's go. Let's ba- baseball style standstill. There yeah, you go. they're in we Jupiter. Just, just solve one thing for you. They're, they're in Jupiter. Football, whatever. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers goes on a pancrama diet. <laughs> I I'm I'm too easy today. Um, and hockey uh, and basketball will be addressed, and as will the yeah, case. We're on the food special. Apparently, here. the USFL is back, and they had their draft. <laughs> their first draft was Shea Patterson yeah. from Michigan. Yeah. Oof. That's why no one, no quarterback is going to sign with Jim Harbaugh because if you're the first round pick at the USFL, as opposed to the NFL, that's the reason why you're not going to make good uh, recruits there. Sorry, uh, sorry, uh, Jim. And apparently, uh, and the Rock is. I don't know. They're trying to work out some deal with the XFL. I don't know. It's going to some yeah, sort of they're going to be a tryout like thing. Yeah. So that I, I think at this point, if you're there's no long, there's no competing with the NFL. It's basically like, okay, can we set up in a a, a minor league of some sort? Because that was the G League for for a little bit. Uh, the G League brought in a bunch of teams from like the. Well, oh, you're thinking NFL Europa, but well, they tried that, but I think that was too early. And plus, it was in Europe. I, I That's how you had John Kitna. Yeah. But, definitely a player remember to forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I think they're trying to do that because the NBA did that with like a bunch of Continental Basketball Association teams became NBA G League teams. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think they're trying to do that. Like XFL and maybe even the USFL are trying to establish and see who's going to be the the NFL's minor league in some sort of way, like a developmental league for like the the spring which i think would make sense i'm gonna say a mean joke but i'm gonna say it Mm. you know it's like battling over who's gonna be like nick cannon's other baby mama (laughs) it's just too many you're not gonna get the focal point you know sorry so but i think the nf if the nfl even does it i don't think they even choose one i think they would just probably just like i don't know see which of the teams was the best with regards i think the only thing that they would do is because is the USFL and XFL going to run at the same time as training camp? Because I think it's going to be an issue of just borrowing practice squad players. Because if I'm a practice squad player, you know, the, the whole thing about getting, you know, cut, released, mm-hmm. cut, released, and then, you know, it's all about consistent paycheck. And if you're a rookie, which 99% of these guys are going to be, you're not going to be protected other veterans minimums under the collective bargaining agreement. Mm-hmm. So if I – would you rather just take a standard eight-game um, – schedule at 50k a year or 50k that season or do you want to just try to go for the nfl and be on the training camp thing i i know the answer i would choose yeah. both but um, especially if you're fresh there's, but there's a bunch of just for guys dude so i think a you see all the draft. but then that's what you that's what you get for having a bad agent who lied to you yeah, plain well, simple well I, i'm just saying it like it is i mean i'm not trying to make it, you it up may not, not everything's hollywood it may not even be that man maybe it's just that they didn't get drafted and they didn't get undrafted signed and just give that you know it's it's their last shot for whatever they're trying to do or and oh, I don't know. There's a lot of mini game factors. Yeah. Oh, COVID cop out. Oh, cop outs. COVID opt outs. I could see it being a reason why mm. you know wanted to be on there. And then if you had injuries in your final year of being a um a college player. But here's the problem too. College has also made it very complicated, in my opinion, because 
with the red shirt. Everybody's a red shirt now, and it's extending even longer. You have guys who are still playing for five, six seasons in total. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I can't name it, but there is yeah. a quarterback who's transferring once again with the transfer portal, and then the um, the easiness of just being able to stay for additional years, injury seasons, redshirt seasons. I mean, all theory. And Andrew's not here, so what I'm about to say is not an indictment to UCF, but I'm just using him the pure example. You have um, Mackenzie Milton being able to play at all the said pace and time, but he's like 24 or 25 now, right? And I understand yeah. he had a gruesome injury, and he has the right to come back there and everything, but you're also congesting the lanes. And, yeah. It goes back also on advisory. He, I'm not attacking Mackenzie Wilson. I'm just giving the example yeah. of guys who have played longer because of how college oh, has been. I didn't even realize stringent. BU and, and, and Freddie were listening. Oh, yeah, to what's us. up, guys? Oh, wow, it's been a while. I'm like walking around my house as I'm talking, but let's let's give him some. So, let's relate back to his yeah. community. So, yeah, Freddie, I, was, I was trying to mess with the other stuff. I didn't realize that they were commenting. So, what's up, guys? Thank you for popping out. And yeah, yeah it's still not going to catch on. So, the USFL. Uh, maybe not, but they can stay around longer without catching on if they have NFL backing. See NFL Europe. Uh, honestly, if the NFL were to this is be you answering uh, Freddie. Uh, honestly, if the NFL were to go that route, they just set up a major junior light competitor. Okay, kind of like um, uh, the the, uh, the CHL Canadian Hockey League a little bit uh, to college football so that they can control the development pipeline themselves, particularly in the face of NCAA upheaval. Otherwise, there's no real reason for the NFL to get heavily invested in these leagues. <laughs> wow, you guys got an actual audience tonight. Yeah, and, well, to, <laughs> and this is what we've connected here. Yeah. We've been consistent. Today's like one of the few times we've been off base. Yeah. Andrew's the moneymaker. Andrew really is the face. He, yeah. you know, he, he When he's been out, it's different because yeah. also I think people are like, this is a sports show. Why are they getting like half a direction talk about some man is cooking? I have a Wendy's honey, sp- spicy honey chicken sandwich up on the screen. <laughs> well, this is always this is all leading up to the NFL or to the fast food draft. Yeah, exactly. Not, we yeah. want to admit that's that's true. Uh, it's still the goal of mine. And oh, Wendy's Freddie's getting it tomorrow. Freddie's getting it tomorrow. Uh, Yes. All right, let's, Freddy, let's let talk know. about this. So the USFL happened, or it's going to – we'll see how long it lasts. I, I they did st- a draft. I still honestly uh, – just because of me uh, and, you know, my whole segment, you know, better know minor league team, I did all that stuff. Like, I I like having – I mean, when and Major League Baseball gutted a lot of those minor league teams. Everything. I, I felt bad. It's because, look, as much as we have, we have 30 teams in MLB, 32 NFL, NHL, 30 NBA – there's there's a lot. I don't know if anybody's ever done a road trip in the U.S. This place is huge. It's massive. Like you can't. There's some people are like five, six, seven hours away from a major league team. So yeah, they'll have a minor league team. Yeah, they'll have their college teams. But those minor league teams matter in some communities. And I, I like the the stuff. I like the especially minor league teams when they have their well, all their one off. Yeah, big Stuff. economic impacts for yeah. spring training here in Florida. Jupiter, Florida, Palm Beach, Florida, St. Yeah. Lucie. Um, even though they're not charging $100 a ticket, you still have community games building to that money. So it's a local economic impact. It's also on um, the big impact for the MLB. So, And I don't know the much about the specifics with regards to making money for football because uh, you have college teams that just siphon areas like Columbus, Ohio. It's got to be hard to put a minor league football team in columbus ohio that's uh, that's that's fine but we just wonder why the state of ohio exists anyway yeah. 
but the usfl you know what let's let's i'm I'm gonna just look at this real quick this is the actual sports we're talking about before we get on to the important matters of the wendy's hot (laughs) spicy chicken sandwich uh, but we heard you talking oh, that they ish. have a breakfast version of this uh, no there's the honey biscuit yeah the hot honey but they it's a hot honey one now not just the honey Ooh, that's that's too heavy in the morning for me to go with it for <laughs> breakfast i'm telling you that right now i remember i had their breakfast once and it was delicious however i'm just thinking that however. on a biscuit like mm. yeah but i actually like the bread though yeah 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 but no, that's the thing. Like I'm thinking of like just the alternative to eating that. Oh, that dies. Can, is there a breakfast version of the Milanesa sandwich? Oh no! Now I'm now I'm now I'm trying to well, play mad scientist have, here. But everything's better with bread, right? So uh, let me look up USFL 2022. I just want to. Freddie puts an Ohio glory moment. I'll take a peek at that as you look at the USFL. So USFL 2022. Uh, do they not have a Wikipedia page? Yes, they do. Thank you. It's, you have to go down the list. Uh, Hard they... Glory played one season the World League of American Football, which later became mm. NFL Europe. That's my shout out, according to Freddie. Thank you. So USFL, they are. Let's see. They are eight teams. We've got Birmingham. Every it seems like Birmingham, Alabama always gets a team in, in any of these oh. leagues. So Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, Houston, so the Houston uh, Gamblers, so the Birmingham Stallions, the Houston Gamblers, the New Orleans Breakers. That's kind of cheesy. The Tampa Bay Bandits. Okay, I can I can go with like you know some kind of alliteration. The Michigan Panthers. Eh. Do you, is there even a Panther in Michigan? Uh, uh, Panthers, Cougars—they're all the same animal. I've researched this. <laughs> the New Jersey Generals. Okay, sure. The Philadelphia Stars. Okay. The, the yeah. Pittsburgh Maulers. And your boy Jeff Fisher, by the way, Charles, is going to yeah. be the coach of the Michigan Panthers. So so the, the, he can finally get a chance to go 500 at any record. So uh, which let, would be... head coaches. Let's see. We got Birmingham is Skip Holtz. Lou Holtz is kid, right? Yeah. We've got... Kevin Sumlin as Houston's coach. Former Texas Tech or Texas A&M? I think it was A&M. Uh, right? Let's see. A- A&M, yeah. Okay. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, and University of Houston. Uh, Larry Fedora. Wow, that's a callback. Yeah, so he was uh, University of Southern Mississippi. Okay. Uh, let's. Uh, we got Todd Haley <laughs> <laughs> out in Tampa. Uh, we already mentioned Jeff Fisher. Mike Riley out in New Jersey. And let's see, are these guys both head coaches and general managers in all of their? Yeah, I think they they all of these guys are dual head coach general managers. I wonder how that would just work out in general. Bart general. Andrus for Philadelphia, and Kirby Wilson for Pittsburgh. I only know a few, not all. So, and according to Freddie, these are all the brands from the '80s. That's so. I what guess the these, these are all callbacks to their previous incarnation way back when. Best best name is the Maulers, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good, but their logo is a guy with a uh hammer. So back to the steel industry, it's not like an animal, it, it's, it's not Francisco and I mauling some <laughs> kind of sandwich. Mm. I, although I would love to see the logo for that, I should I should make that into a shirt. 
<laughs> so uh, let me, yeah, let me go to, if Freddie wants to see the draft page, I want to see those guys, uh, if there's any, uh, obviously I suck at football because the Dolphins have siphoned a lot of my enthusiasm, but let's take a look at their the draft list. What well, is it? Sports, everybody. Sports on this show. Here we go. Real sports. Yeah. And Andrew Lachaud means we're, we're sports. half an hour in and we're still talking about sports. So... Yeah. We're just uh, trying to get see. Wendy's a non-sponsor us, really. Let's We're just being candid with y'all. Who the best one? Let's go to the sporting news and see what they've got here. So, USFL. Uh, is this is the schedule. Oh, here we go. There's the draft tracker. Below is a team-by-team breakdown of the players selected during the USFL draft. Teams are listed in alphabetical order. So, Birmingham. I guess they have two days of drafting. So, we've got... Uh, wish they had like the colleges and stuff these guys came from Hold on, let me look for a better one because i i can't make anything of this without seeing where I, these guys are i from. guess the upside to this kind of thing with usfl or the xfl is you can also get some juco college oh players. no he has a freaking link right here uh sorry, sorry. yeah the freddie yeah. yeah okay uh here's the uh let me look on wikipedia then wikipedia Ooh. That's morbid. Pedia USFL draft 2022. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm try I got to figure out how to freaking directly copy links. Can I do this? No, I can't. Okay. Control C, baby. No, but no, I'm trying to, but the app here oh, is not letting me. Uh, uh, whatever. It's here anyways. I got it already. All right. So day one were the quarterbacks. So Michigan had the first pick, and they picked Shea Patterson out of Michigan. So, surprise, surprise. So Tampa Bay picked Jordan Tamu from Mississippi. Uh, from Hawaii. Ole Miss. Oh, I thought he was, was from Hawaii. I get, no, but he went to Ole Miss. Oh. From, uh, Philadelphia picked Brian Scott out of Occidental. I guess some what, of these uh, are uh, D, D2 or whatever. Uh, New Jersey picked Ben Holmes out of Tarleton State. Houston chose Clayton Thorson out of Northwestern. Birmingham selected Alex McGuck from FIU. So oh, we got that a guy. guy. Yeah, sure, we got a guy. We're famous. There we go. Pittsburgh picked Kyle Laletta from Richmond. Kyle Aletta was Oxy drafted a by D- the Giants. So Freddie said Oxy is a D3, but they dropped football because of the Rona. Well then, well somebody got it. They got they got a draft pick here. So even after killing their program, and then Kyle Sloter from Northern Colorado. So then round two through four were all defensive ends. Let's see, so I'm just looking to see if there's any guys from any of the schools that we want to. Yeah, exactly. So, because we got a guy out of Georgia, Michigan, southeast, southeast Missouri State, Arkansas State, Oregon, Nebraska, Tennessee, uh, uh, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh, Western Michigan, Central Oklahoma, uh, Jackson State, Illinois, Florida, Central Washington, Norfolk State, Ball State. Okay, then round five through seven was offensive tackles. See, uh, I don't see uh, anybody from UF or UC or not UF, UF UCF or Miami or FSU as of yet. And then rounds eight through eleven were cornerbacks. 
So this is kind of an interesting way of doing a draft, going positional. Hey, another FIU guy went to Tampa Bay. This guy, Isaiah Brown, cornerback. Can't, can't say I know him. Yeah. Neither can I. I'm sure Andrew would do a lot better with this. And then, uh, let's see, round 12 was another round of quarterbacks. So New Orleans picked Zach Smith out of Tulsa. Pittsburgh picked Josh Love out of San Jose State. Birmingham chose Jamar Smith out of Louisiana Tech. Uh, Houston chose Kenji Bahar out of Monmouth. New Jersey picked DeAndre Johnson out of Texas Southern. Philadelphia, Case Cookus out of Northern Arizona. Tampa Bay chose Brady White out of Memphis. And then Michigan chose Paxton Lynch out of Memphis. So they got both their quarterbacks. <coughs> Excuse me. Holy crap, Paxton. Uh, let's see. And keep going down. Uh, UM, Pittsburgh Maulers. Wide receivers were next. Jeff Thomas out of the Canes. So he's yeah, headed over no. to Pittsburgh. He, uh, he's not the real love of my life over in Miami see. world. Uh, who else here? Uh, FAU got Josh Franklin the third going to Tampa Bay. FIU, another guy, uh, Maurice Alexander going to Philly. And we're going to go down. Then finally, the last rounds were the safeties. So safeties and FAU, Houston, Andrew Soro goes there. And that's pretty says he guess is in the full list. Oh, I get. Yeah, I guess it's a supplemental draft is scheduled for March 10th, 2022, with an additional 80 players selected to fill up the three final roster spots and seven practice squad spots from what I see on the bottom of this link okay oh okay well that's as far as we will go but i'm sure andrew can have more of this when he comes back next week i'm going to assume he'll be back and his his uh his soul will have briefly returned hopefully he you know he is uh he is in cheery disposition i sent him a very inspirational image that i photoshopped to hopefully inspire him with the fireflies yeah exactly so well, so yeah, that's the USFL, and that's what's going down. We'll see. I, 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 I just, I kind of do hope that there is a, uh, a spring league, of some sort that can be. I don't want it to be like something where it's like ESPN is covering them. It's all, all this BS, just like the NFL. I, I just want it to be like on the side. So, I, I, yeah, you I, want something for the month of March. I, I just kind of find it weird that they're in all of these major cities, because I think we've it's been proven time and time again that. That it hasn't worked out for yeah. you know whatever A A F and first XFL and all that stuff, but uh, and it, well, I'm surprised there's not a team in Orlando, but that's usually the death knell for these these football leagues. Yeah, Tampa Bay. You know, the USFL understood that there's going to be a lot of bandwagoning. Plus, also keeping in mind with the XFL are there um the same cities so maybe that's why yeah they just kind of kept with teams and all that mm-hmm. yeah the xfl oh, that's true the xfl probably is gonna re, re like uh, uh re, they will probably re, just keep to whatever locations they had yeah so restart certain... yeah san antonio and wherever mm-hmm. the cities that they had so and maybe move out of some cities i'm not sure but but so far they have all the games being played in Birmingham for all of these teams. So they're going to represent these cities, but not play in those cities. And maybe that's just just to start out to see if they can survive, and then maybe eventually just move out. And they're like, oh, the 
Tampa Bay Bandits are going to play at Tropicana Field, you know, like, which is what I'm <laughs> going to assume is going to happen. So point. we could just take a subpar team into a subpar stadium and then everything's okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> may not be there for long. Last Andrew show, Andrew List show, so, so we can get ready for the Quebecian Rays. <laughs> oh, he's going to kill us. All right. Speaking of killing us, let's talk about this Wendy's sandwich. Uh, All right. So, so Freddie, you are in for a treat tomorrow. Let's see what else has this guy here. Uh, they've registered trademarks for former teams from Arizona, Chicago, Denver, Jacksonville, L.A., Memphis, Oakland, and D.C. I feel like Memphis could be a good city because Memphis actively hated the Tennessee Titans or the Oilers yeah. when they were there because they knew they were going to keep them. So I feel like you know D.C. is also a good product for them to steal on so people can it, kind of forget RFK about the RFK Stadium commanders. is still standing, but... There are talks, I guess, to kind of move them back, and probably the first thing they do is probably tear down that stadium and build a new one. Which I don't, I don't see why they haven't done that so far. But they could take over the old stadium that <laughs> that the Commanders play in. Okay, uh, and yeah, this DC Defenders play at Audi State. Yeah, Audi Field. That's true. That's they play at uh, the soccer stadium where DC United plays. Uh, let's see. So, oh yeah. So Wendy's. So let's get into this. This isn't even a non-sponsor. I don't even know. It's it's not. It's we just... hole out pretty much yeah. for Wendy's on yeah. several times, several occasions. It's been yeah. a bit. Yeah. So this is the the new hot honey chicken sandwich. Charles had it first. Should, it... should I start this? Oh, RFK is set to be demolished this year, according to BU. Finally, sheesh, that place is... Yeah, it's been sitting there. The Nationals moved out. DC United moved out. So it's probably just going to sit there as an empty lot. Probably, And they'll probably just get it ready. I'm going to assume Washington's going to move back. This is all run up. Oh, they got new logos and whatever. And now and their current stadium is already falling apart. (laughs) Was it a... uh, who almost died? Uh, Hertz. Yeah, Hertz almost died. Yeah. No, no, fan almost died. Yeah, died like yeah. trying to get the. Several people almost died trying to get to Jalen Hertz. So, yeah, it, it, it's time. Uh, uh, let's see. So here we are. The the uh, the, the chicken sandwiches. It, it, we 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 both tried the. They have the hot honey, but I guess it's the hot honey itself, and you can have it with the normal chicken sandwich patty or the spicy version of it. And we went spicy chicken. Yes, we both did. Because I was under the impression that I would just mess up the algorithm yeah. of my taste buds if I had something that's hot honey without the spicy chicken. I never really do the grilled because I'm always going to be disappointed wherever I go for a fast food basis, you know? Oh, God. Oh, I, when Burger King introduced, like, a grilled chicken sandwich years ago, and, man, that was probably one of the worst chicken sandwiches I've had yeah. in my life. But so I don't want a chicken sandwich grilled to begin with. I'll just go and sit in a real restaurant and have the chicken mm-hmm. sandwich. Yeah. You know? so, or the grilled chicken. So here it is. It's got... In all its glory. In all its glory. Got the two buns. You got the spicy chicken sandwich. It's the regular spicy chicken sandwich. You've had it at Wendy's. You've had it. But... Then you got the pepper jack cheese, Charles. They got the bacon. They've got the uh, the, the dill chips, the crunchy dill chips. And then they got the habanero. Game changer. Honey, honey sauce. Uh, 
and and there it is and that that's that's the beauty of this sandwich i, I may have been a little bit too excited i thought it would be this honey would be all drizzled like it is in the image but that's not what i got uh, i asked you about what ratio you got but charles you tried it first what was your impressions of the sandwich all right, so I am a big fan of anything really Wendy's with their fast food for their chicken. I think there's always a successful mm. outcome that comes with it, from the Asiago chicken sandwich to even just the generic spicy chicken. They they have the best chicken nuggets, controversial, I know. Um, and they've done other things when they did the pub sandwich with the chicken and everything else. Sometimes their chicken is better than their beef, surprising. So I was coming out of this last week, man, it was just the pity party. I pulled out my back. I couldn't work out. Uh, I, I went to go to the Cairo on one day, and then I went to go to the massage the next day to make sure everything is all kinked in. So I was just in my misery pool. And to quote Paramore, I'm in the mis- you know, I'm in the business of misery. And because I was in the business of misery, I was going to have some fast food, bad fast food. And I, I knew this came out. And I'm like, I'm going to have one day. Because originally I was going to go for something else, and I saw it. I feel like Mac and Charlie from It's Always Sunny when they're staring at each other <laughs> at the restaurant because I saw this and I was captivated. <laughs> I was just captivated by it because I'm like, okay, hot honey chicken. And my thing was like, like you, I said, what is the ratio to the honey? Because I love honey drizzle on certain things. Hmm. And I order it and it's big. It's a good, decent size. It's got some girth to it. The patty itself is a well-cut amount of chicken. It is not deficient. And... I took a bite of it. I was like, oh, hello there. I didn't feel any spice until an after effect. I would say about 15 second delay. But the bacon was good. I didn't even recognize I had the bacon. I was like, oh, the, because it's a different kind of bacon cut. It feels more like a pork belly, even though it's not pork belly. Interesting. But it was the fried dill chips that was the game changer. I'm not too crazy about pickles. We don't like them. I will have a fried pickle, though. Because you're basically deep frying anything, you dunk it, man. Yeah. Like, you could deep fry a gun and I'll eat it. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's delicious. So they had it, and it was like such a game changer. Because you know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of certain burger places in Miami that will crush chips on a hot dog or in the burger. And those are some of my favorite things that they would do. So, biting into this, the, and pepper jack cheese, Francisco. Yeah. We're not just going to give you boring American cheese. Boring American cheese on a burger or a chicken sandwich is only for home-cooked meals. All right? Hmm. Enough of this stuff. You make me pay extra. Cost of chicken is high. Yeah. Give me Munster. Give me provolone. Yeah, give me pepper jack. Give me Monterey jack. Give me Kraft singles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, disgusting. You don't even give me Kraft singles. You give me the Walmart knockoff. How dare you? I liked it a lot. Sweet with a kick is what I told you. I hmm. would say that it came about an eight a solid eight do i want again i want it right now I'm thinking i got pork tenderloin in the oven i'm so mm. thinking about the sandwich but i have to be good because it was something that took me out of my pity party and momentarily uplifted me and that is the most that you want out of comfort food you don't want nothing can heal the boo-boos just mm. how alcohol and food does not heal the inner boo-boos but you want something to uplift you out of your funk and i think what happens the minute i finish that sandwich my back realigned i was able to work out on saturday i'm just saying it has healing proprieties they say honey has healing proprieties i'm saying that those have healing proprieties mm. Mm. that is my reaction to it now tell me what you thought of it so you know i hyped it up a little bit i hyped it up egregiously i i think i could kind of jump on this train of 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 the pity party and the healing 
as as everybody's known this season especially i've been on losing a lot of weight like i've, I've this lost... is sad boy season yeah it, it is it is, is. I, i've lost uh, i'm doing great i i'm doing great i've lost 16 pounds like i'm feeling great i'm eating healthily especially this month this month i i kicked out the potato chips charles i've been eating bananas and apples and grapes pistachios pistachios like i'm getting all the natural nutrients that i need Okay, I don't have scurvy anymore. Like it is, it is yeah, going. I bought him vitamin C. Yeah, I, I've been drinking like the sparkling ice thing instead of buying like Gatorade Zero, or whatever. The sparkly ice thing I don't even see at Publix, and it's like they got antioxidants and all this other crap. Like, yeah, I'm doing great. I, my bowel movements are regular. Like everything's going fine, you know. Aside from my cheat days. Aside from my cheat days, which is like I've three been, days on the week, but who's counting? Well, it, uh, no, no it, it's it's one day. But it's well, it's a, it's a weekend. It's a week. It's a cheat weekend. But I, I'm trying to limit it to a day. But I buy one thing from like Saturday, and then I eat it through Sunday. So it's not like I'm double dipping on, on buying the stuff. Okay, what I got? So I've been feeling like like I, I've been miserable <laughs> with this. Like he and I may have over exaggerated on the group chat because andrew was probably like francisco go have a damn sandwich <laughs> it was about to baker act you <laughs> exactly but it almost is like that I, I may not be entirely exaggerating charles because i'm eating I know. <laughs> like my 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 fitness app that i'm punching in this stuff is like you might want to eat another sandwich because this is dangerously low i'm like oh well yeah you know, it's like only... that hack Dr. Oz and his whole diet. They say you have to have under a thousand calories. I forgot the name of it. I used to work at Vitamin Shop side note for all mm-hmm. the listeners. So never follow anything that man says. Yeah. So I, uh, uh, so the next, so you talked about you having the sandwich. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to, I'm going to plan out. I'm like the, the Peppa Jack. I think that was like three straight lines. Yeah. I'm like the Peppa Jack. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, you're, you're putting it over the top for me. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do it the next day. I planned it. I planned out the day, Charles. Like this, I planned my entire eating, my my meals around this sandwich. That's how bad this has gotten. Me. I love the fact that you were in hopes that a date would cancel on you in order so you could have it. And she did. Because <laughs> you know God intervened and said, "Listen, this is what you need in your life." Because because uh, I would have had to travel. To, to whatever just to get, have some dinner or whatever but i was like okay well she's not oh she's not going okay fine that means i can have this this sandwich for this day i i, I didn't eat until like it was like three o'clock charles i had hearings i don't know stuff i was getting right i had only some pistachios and a banana and i was like okay the rest is this sandwich and whatever comes with it i actually i didn't get fries with it i got a second chicken sandwich alongside of Oof. it not the I, hot i do honey. wish their fries were a little bit better you know what actually their supposed- fries were good on when they did the ghost pepper fries yeah supposedly they've changed the way like support they've i don't know you've seen the advertisements for it that they're better now apparently but Mm, i haven't they said that like five years ago (laughs) i had the fries last week it tasted the same oh never mind then never mind they went with the sea salt crinkle cup well not crinkle but they went the sea salt fries yeah yeah so i go i go to wendy's and man there was traffic around 3 30 in the afternoon there was traffic in miami and i'm just like i just need to get this damn wendy's and there was a line charles there was a line because it yeah. was like it, okay it's around those like well, industrial area it was an well, industrial remember area. we talked about it and i always feel this is important to go on the, on the chat if you get food 
before lunchtime rush, uh-huh. 11, 11.30, or before dinner rush, which is presumably 6 o'clock, yeah. you're getting the best quality of fast food. Yeah. There is no debate about it whatsoever. So, like, okay, fine. There was, like, six cars ahead of me. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm just a, a bunch of blue-collar guys trying to get trying to get a sandwich. Me with my white collar trying to go over there. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll wait for it. I'll go. Ordered it. I'm like, yeah, I just have that. I wanted the... And I got a junior chicken sandwich alongside of it instead of fries because I was like, I'm going to go all chicken yeah, today. Right. You know? Because no. I'd rather trade the calories for... Cause, like you said, the Wendy's fries, if it was Protein. McDonald's fries, even Burger King fries, I'd, I'd deal with it, right? I'll have the fries. But Wendy's, I'm like, ah, I, I want a little bit more, more meatiness for today. If they did onion rings... Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, Freddie says that they're battered now. So uh, Charles, mm. I don't know if you noticed the difference, but apparently they're battered. Or maybe your Wendy's didn't get the battering. I have no idea. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't get the instructions from corporate on how to do the fries now. But I went, got the sandwich. I drove to, uh, I got to my park. Well, I took actually I took the photo of the sandwich while I was driving Charles to you to show you like, hey man, this is happening. And then I parked at my office. I couldn't wait to get into my office to sit down and eat it. I'm like, I'm eating it in my car. I don't give a shit. I was wearing my suit and everything, my suit and tie. So do you remember Bridesmaids where she's drinking like the tropical smoothie? And she's like, damn, that's good. Damn, that's fresh. I feel like that's you and your male equivalent. Yeah, that that was me because I'm sitting in my car. Uh, I finally it's unwrapped. I'm eating it. I'm making sure that the honey. I, I thought the honey would be like excessive, like drizzle all over me type of honey, but it wasn't. There was some leftover on the side of some of the bun. I'm like, okay, I'll try a little bit of that. Uh, a, a few dollops of the honey, let's just say, but it it soaked up into the bun, whereas I was Which expecting is even it better. To, yeah, well, that's fine. You know, like a sponge. I, I, I don't mind that. Uh, and it was good. It was all right. It didn't have the kick that I expected it to be, but you know, it's a mainline fast food chain, so they're not going to have something insane. But what really put this over the top for me, I, lo- I love the pepper jack cheese, and the, the spicy chicken patty was fine. Like, I, 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 you know, spicy chicken patty is a spicy chicken patty. But the bacon with the dill chips, man. Mm-mm-mm. That was like, I was wondering, how is this going to taste? How is this going to be in comparison? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, bravo, bravo, Wendy's. Like, I, I, I eat fast, Charles. I eat really fast, like ridiculously fast. However, I took my time with this one. I took my time. I broke it down. I, I tore pieces off of it just to kind of look at it, try and study it, trying to get that, like, trying to taste some of that honey and stuff. But the dill pickle chips, I'm like, this is like, mm, this is like a tempura. Like, I'm, I'm feeling kind of fancy right now. And I, I am a fan. I, I didn't go nuts like I did with the chicken because I can't right now. But Yeah, it's a slippery slope. But... You know, I don't want to go to an OA meeting, you know, Overeaters Anonymous, <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is on, I don't, this is a limited time, I'm assuming. And this is what I hate about Wendy's, it's just like Taco Bell, you're actually giving me good quality fast food, 
yeah. and you're going to get it away? Like, I don't hate myself if I have this kind of meal. I do hate myself when I get a Baconator, for obvious reasons. <laughs> I, I don't have to explain anything of it. If I get a Baconator, you know it's a long day for Charles, especially mm. since I've been kind of keeping it tight lately. Um, but you're going to only have this for a limited time, and it's mm. getting frustrating, Wendy. Stop giving me actually good combinations. You're like, all right. Because yeah. they did the same thing with their uh, beer pub sandwich. I didn't like the burger one, but I like the chicken sandwich version of it. But uh, we can deep dive it. You yeah. Know, enjoy it while you can. Yeah. Enjoy it. I'm going to see if I have it again tomorrow. Because it'd be like that, Charles, right now. It'd be like that now. Or I might just just go ham on a cheat day and just be like, we're just having Wendy's today. I'm going to have three different sandwiches and I'm just eating this for the whole day. Uh, I have not had any cheap fast food meals. I've had a hat because I've been in transit all yeah. week doing everything. So mm-hmm. it's been tropical smoothie, which tropical smoothie is fine. Yeah. You know, I, I eat I'm not going to hate it. It's always a chicken club and a like a form of their smoothie. And the problem yeah, is, is I'm like hungry that. three hours later. But I'll take it when I get it. It's like Pollo Tropical. You know it's really not the grandest thing of them all, but you'll take it. It's but yeah, at Pollo, I just get the bowl. I don't get like the quarter chicken and rice which is a different it's it's two different substances yeah. so i'm, I'm not going to judge pollo tropical on that basis mm-hmm. um but so, yes so freddie uh you'll you'll enjoy it you'll enjoy the sandwich it's a very solid i, I agree with you charles the eight out of ten very solid sandwich uh the 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 chicken if you've had spicy chicken sandwich at, at wendy's you get that very nice satisfactory slab of chicken that yeah. it's, a it's very hearty slab. and healthy and it doesn't mm-hmm. taste like a Here's the thing. It doesn't taste like a cafeteria chicken patty. Yeah. Some places, uh, checkers, their chicken sandwiches so might taste like checkers. a cafeteria. <laughs> Look, checkers got to amp up, man. They're just too greasy. Like, I enjoy it but for what it was, but I always get sick. That's their demographic, though, Charles. That's that's their bread and butter. His... Buddy, I'm an everyman, okay? <laughs> uh, Slavisfaction. That's that's right, Freddie. So. Slavisfaction, yeah. Uh, we're, we're just going to roll this into our non-sponsors, Charles, because it's just going. It's We're, we're almost at an hour in, so let's just do that. Uh, let's do a word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, not that we've been enjoying over the last week, not just the hot honey chicken sandwich at Wendy's. There's much more stuff than that. And I'm going to start, Charles, because I've been very proud of myself over the last week with what I've been doing. So, uh, I may have mentioned this a while ago, but whatever. We got we have our gaming stuff. We're, you know, Switch fans. We you know, we got our PS5s and our PS4s and PCs and whatnot and all my gigantic collection that I'm still trying to uh, find a way to monetize in the future. But uh, one of my Joy-Cons, I have two sets of Switch Joy-Cons. They're the I got the 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 blue and the red one that came with the switch and then the the standard gray ones and my gray right joy con broke uh, the the trigger broke the zr trigger so which is basically the most foundational button on that yeah, entire joy con ex- exactly so it, it was basically useless i can't use it so i, I didn't want to send it into nintendo to repair cuz that actually would have costed me something because it's not like the the drift that's on it. They have to repair that for free now. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it was something I'm trying to I'm like, okay. And I had recently bought an Xbox Elite controller pretty cheap off of Goodwill. And I found out that the trigger or the shoulder buttons on those were broken. I replaced those and uh, it's working just fine now. 
And so I'm like, well, Xbox controller is a little bigger. The parts aren't as small, but the Joy-Cons are they're tiny little things, Charles. Even for my hands, they're mm-hmm. tiny, tiny little things. I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to open it up and mess something up and you know lose a screw or what have you. But I went online. I looked at some tutorials. I'm like, okay, I think it's my trigger button. I saw that you can fix it. You can buy the part on Amazon for like five bucks. I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll open it up and I'll... I'll see if I can do it myself. Uh, at this point, I'm 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 kind of getting into the tinkering with my stuff, yeah. and I was like, well, while I'm at it, let me look up some of these. Like maybe there's a way I can spruce, spru- spruce this up a bit. So uh, I looked on Amazon. I looked at some mods online that people do. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna mod my controller. I'm gonna change the shell. Uh, I'm gonna change it to uh, to something here, and I did it for my my Xbox Elite controller. I, I was like, well, because it was used, obviously, and it felt used. You know what I mean, yeah. Charles? It felt, it felt like wrong. somebody's. Grease. Those controllers are like what 130 for the Elite, so I don't blame you at all for that. And that's the well. Series One, not even the second series that that came out uh, like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So, and they're they're gonna make a third one. And, like they're expensive. These are expensive controllers. I got this for sixty bucks, but the tr- the shoulder buttons were broken. I'm like, and the they have like uh, I don't know if you've ever felt the the soft touch controllers, Charles. I don't know if the yes, PS- PS5 is one of those now, um, but yeah, the soft touch it has like this texture that's not plasticky, but it, it it's soft to the touch. It's, it feels uh, like mache. Yeah, something um, not velvety, but something like that, something between that. And so I'm like, okay, fine. I'll uh, uh, I'll look up and uh, this company, Extreme Rate. That's who my non-sponsor is. They like you're seeing it on the screen if you're watching the the video version of this. They have for all the consoles uh, customizations of the controllers. You can add triggers. You can add LEDs. You can add a bunch of stuff. I didn't get too flashy with it. I just got for my Xbox Elite controller a a clear uh, front uh, shell. So yeah. the front-facing shell, the back uh, would have required me to go a little bit deeper with customizing it. I didn't want to do that, but just the front, it's still, and it even has the, it, they they sell the soft touch versions of these too. So I got a soft touch, clear, uh, plastic uh, shell for mine. Uh, let me see if I can find it on the website here, faceplate shell, and they sell all kinds of uh, different colors and and designs for them. They got an NES style design. If you want it for your Xbox, you can have, you know, 420 weed. If you want the Super Nintendo style, they got iridescent looks to it. They got these, these the you know, you can get a, a white version because these controllers come in black. So you can make it white or pink or red or any of that stuff. But I, I went with the clear ones, uh, the clear one that's on the bottom here. It's like five bucks. These things are cheap. These things are pretty cheap. You, you can, but you just, you just got to do the work yourself. You got to do the work yourself. So I did that. And then I went for the Switch. And Charles, I am very much happy with what I did with my Switch Joy-Con shell. You're talented, man. Yeah. It, it, uh, plenty of tutorials online to, to see. They, they themselves give you tutorials. So they, they don't come with instructions. They basically just like, hey, check out the link. You'll find it there. And it'll go step by step to make sure that any noob can put these together. So and they've got all kinds of designs. I've seen a ton of them online already. I've seen what they've been selling. You can make your Switch look like a Super Nintendo or an NES. Uh, I've seen people make theirs look like GameCubes. 
and uh, I, I decided, you know what, I want mine to look exactly, my right Joy-Con to look exactly like my, my lime green Atomic N64 controller. So that's what I bought, and this is what it looks like. It looks a lot better in person to me. It, it it's, I, I love it. I absolutely love back. this. Yeah, I it, just have this whole image in my brain of mm -hmm. when we're... Yeah, the, the, just me sitting at home playing Donkey Kong 64. Like this is this is it, and they sell the whole thing. So you can have both Joy Cons. I got both Joy Cons. I didn't switch out the other one. I might. I haven't decided whether to switch out the other one for the green one. And they sell the back the back of the Switch as well. The console itself, you can replace that too. See, that would scare me. Yeah, that one's a little. The back is not so scary. I looked on online for like the videos for it. It's basically like because you can switch out the battery, right? So it's yeah. it's not that difficult. It, it's pretty easy. Uh, it's just the shell itself, and that's it. And you just have to replace the little mesh for the the speakers or the fans. And 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 they give you the kickstand too with it. Like it it, it looks pretty cool. The the hard part is the front of the switch, like the, the thing that surrounds the screen. That right there, you got to heat up the screen and try and get the like it's too complicated for me so i may not switch out the shell in the in the in the front uh, no i won't do that the back i might i might but th this is quality stuff charles like there's a lot of cheap stuff out there that like th all these knockoffs and everything but this this feels like it came straight from nintendo i i'm not kidding you i'm not lying to you like it is it is like there's no like jagged edges cutting your fingers while you're playing with your switch or anything like that like it's 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 a perfect uh print of the regular joy-con shells and you can even like make your left joy-con have a d-pad if you want to they even sell those and they sell buttons they sell all kinds of stuff i mean i i think it'd be a little scary for like your ps5 to mess with that controller uh, no no, no. I, here <laughs> i don't mod with anything except yeah. i bought it i remember i used to play around with my ps2 yeah because of the uh disc drive error mm -hmm. and then with my ps4 because if you had the og ps4 one of mine was the destiny bundle it would heat up and disc would um pop out yeah. so there's certain things i i play around with so i'm okay with prigging that but yeah ps5 we don't touch it that that's no, it's you get a Ferrari mechanic to yeah. handle the Ferrari, not Putz McGee over here <laughs> with you know a, a screwdriver trying to pray. Yeah, but they do sell PS5 parts already, and you can get PS5. The shell of the consoles are removable anyways, so those aren't too bad. And Sony's going to sell their own anyways for probably but, a grip. Yeah, exactly. But uh, everything else is pretty pretty nice, and I think they go as far back. They sell actual Game Boy ones too, but uh, Game Boy shells. If you, because a lot of people are customizing their old Game Boys and Game Boy colors uh, now. But uh, yeah, yeah, this is great. Uh, extreme rate, fantastic. If they they make noobs like me be able to do this cool stuff, so uh, uh, let's see. Uh, promo code. Uh, I don't know, uh, Tim Allen, uh, home improvement. Home improvement. Know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. You know, um, I'm gonna give two, in absence of Andrew, and also because it was tough. It was like you know Sophie's choice, and in the end, I didn't decide one child or the other. I just said I'm gonna pick two and go from there. I've been gaming. I've been gaming a lot. Um, 
I don't know how I've been gaming as an adult, and maybe I won't be gaming as much in the future if life puts certain things in my life and trajectory, so let me enjoy it while I can, right? Um, but we, we know Horizon was coming out. It is not Horizon. I ha- I like to make the rule of I don't recommend games until I beat it because some games will piss me off everything. But the game I was playing, a game that I knew I was going to get on Black Friday because I saw I'm like, that's a Black Friday game. And I thought it was going to be a complete copy and paste of James Gunn's version of Guardians of the Galaxy on the MCU. And I was pleasantly surprised to be wrong. I don't like being wrong. But when I'm pleasantly surprised to be wrong, I'm very happy. So part of non-sponsor one is the Guardians of the Galaxy game by, I think, IDOS Montreal, who did it. I got it for the PS5. You can get all the consoles out there. It is a nice, beautiful chef's kiss of single-player linear gameplay with a very strong story, excellent voice acting, good heart and emotion. Is it obviously influenced by James Gunn's Guardian Galaxy 1 and 2? Yes. Does it have its own uniqueness for its own understanding of the Marvel Universe? Yes. Is it different than the MCU? Thank you, Christ. Yes, because I'm very anti-Disney right now. I'm one of the few people that says that people need to calm down from saying Spider-Man No Way Home is... um, greatest things in slice spread it is not it's a very average eight a eight is still a good score that's the score i gave this game but what it does to incorporate the personalities of the james gunn movies it has its love for 80s aficionado in there there's certain scenes that came on where they just you have like a huddle up feature where if you build up enough of the energy you can huddle up your team together and 80s music starts um blasting you know what made me love this game fully and i knew that there was no point where this game was going to go below an eight is there's a scene in the middle of the game. I want to advise or spoilers, but a song starts playing and it's um, a culture club and it's not comma, comma, comma chameleon, but culture club is boy George. So I can't remember the song right now. Cause I put it on the spot. Cause you would think you would think I comment on it, but I did not, but they play like a certain song in there that I was like, what? is this i'm so, oh, do you really want to hurt me i believe no i'll tumble for you I, i'm just looking through this like it was i'll tumble for you and so as some things like i'll tumble for you i'm like what is this i was so happy you only play as star lord but you can kind of like control the npcs and guide them to what they do as drax gamora um rocket and group and mind you the reason why i say it's a james gunn kind of rub off to it is because there's other guardians of galaxies obviously they are not the ogs yondu was actually an original Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's its own kind of like a sexy hybrid of things. It has good heart. It has ener- you know, good energy. It took me about, mm, I think, 16, 17 hours to beat. Uh, there are collectible stuff like that. It's very linear, so you might not want to go back to it or not. I don't know. I don't know if I would, but I enjoyed it fully. There is one of those decision-making points of the game. Um, they have those who have read Marvel Comics, not the movies, but actually read the comics because everybody says, I'm a big Marvel fan, but they read the comics because, you know, I'm a neckbeard on that, apparently. He has a Marvel Unlimited subscription, after all. There are some shout-outs to certain other side characters that made me pleasantly surprised that I was happy with that. That was pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. It, it was fun for a sort of combat. Yeah, sure, it could be repetitive, but at the end of the day, all combat is repetitive unless you have a five-hour game. I give it an 8 out of 10. I loved it a lot. Um promo code jitterbug mm. because it's based on jitterbug you put yeah. the boom boom wham wham yeah. yeah we love wham up here the yeah. second one and this is something i had sunday and we've been talking about food so i had to kind of break it up from food itself but man i love me some spanish food 
Mm. Man, I mean, I love me some Latin American cuisines. Yeah, it's and like, since it's we so have hard for me down uh, here, Charles, Miami. I know. I know. So you know, I'm going to give a blast to anything mm. I find here that is up to my peak. And it's very hard when you have a very monochrome friend by the name of Andrew, who does not get to indulge hey, in delicacies I have. He's at and least so trying, right? Uh, whereas he's, you see he's me trying I, at a snail's pace. Whereas me, I'm still putting honey mustard on my steaks and not watching the freaking sandlot. <laughs> but you're daring to be different, unlike somebody else who's moving at a snail's pace where he should already be caught up. If it's a money thing, I'll Ooh. give it to him. I don't care because you don't take your stomach with you when you die. I have told you this. He's that never is my had a chimichanga. He's never had a chimichanga. He's never had a chimichanga as I shout into this. So, what it was one of the things that we talked about. Like a week and a half ago, Salchi Papas. Mm -hmm. I love them. They are French fries that are heavily salted with melted cheese and cut up hot dogs. Not chorizos, but cut up hot dogs. It's street vendor food, street vendor food mm -hmm. yeah. that is very popular. So my family is like, hey, we're going to try someplace. Oh, look at the menu. Uh -huh. I'm like, let me, let me look at this menu. <laughs> and then like, oh, what do you want? I'm like, I want this. You want this thing called Godo Burger? I'm like, yeah, Godo in Spanish means fat boy, you know, or fat. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, please, let me have this. So I have the Goro Burger mix. So my non-sponsor is La Parada del Gordo. I did it to the best Hispanicness I can, I'm sorry. And it is actually kind of stretched out into the counties. There's one by where I live in St. Lucie, 20 minutes, I'll go there again. There's a couple in Palm Beach and Boca Raton. And well, you know what I love about Spanish food, Francisco? We talked about it. I'll, I'll comment on again. <laughs> uh, sorry, Doug just uh, sent me a text that he, he hasn't heard that Elden Ring exists. And now he's just like, oh, wow. So Yeah, uh, well, well, what? He wants to. I was reading the reviews ahead of time. I'm like, nah, because they're like, it's the hardest from software game. I'm like, pass. Oh, I okay. don't want to get angry, especially mm -hmm. since the near aneurysm I had playing Returnal. Game of the year so far for me. But still, mm. and Elden Ring looked beautiful, but I read the reviews 87 hours later. I'm like, fuck you from software. I don't need 87 hours pass. Mm. But this place I go to, mm -hmm. and what I love about Hispanic food, when you get to the restaurants that we told Andrew, it's dirt cheap. For $15, yeah. you can feed the village. Yeah. So I had the Gordo Burger mix and Sauchi Papas. So yeah, because he, he about was a little bit turned off when I suggested, oh, that looks kind of expensive, dude. You, the portions are going to be well worth it. You know? He doesn't understand. Yeah. He doesn't understand. He's mm -hmm. playing frugal. You don't play frugal with food, man, because you're never going to know what quality looks like. You know, don't kid yourself to think that a steak, oh, a hamburger God. without buns is steak. <laughs> That's not the case here. D Doug is struggling trying to complete Dragon Quest. He is full on in this JRPG and he can't. So he wants to do Elden Ring, <laughs> which is just, it's not JRPG, but it's a whole open world expansion with hours of grinding in mm. place and dying. But yeah. okay, sure. Let him do that. Love you, Doug. <laughs> Follow him on his Twitter, Dougie Soul. Uh, well, it's not his, but you know, it's like, follow us on Twitter, Charles yeah. True, Jeffrey Holdays, mm. yeah, FJOJR, or Scoops. So I have the Gordo Burger mix for seven seventy five. Well, uh, where Gordo? was this? What was, what was the restaurant? La Perrada del Gordo. La Perrada. Uh, God, I put too many R's. Uh, del Gordo. Okay, okay. Uh, let me look if they see if they have La Perrada del Gordo. In uh, Boca? Is it in Boca? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, I had a Boca and Palm Beach. I sent you the photos of what I ate. Yeah, and cool. I, I had the oh, Gordo they, they Burger. They got the website. They got the they website got the going. Website. Mm. They're intense. They're letting you know. They're letting you know. Oh, you know like, oh, oh, oh. Good first impression. Uh, they have, you know, Colombian Burger and Hot Dog. 
mi gente, as we say, uh-huh. half of my gente as it is, but they do a lot of crushed stuff. So the Gordo burger mix I had was chicken. You can get a selection of meats. So I had the chicken, the beef, and the shredded beef mm-hmm. with a sauce of garlic, showy pink pineapple. So we love the pink sauce. Mm-hmm. I'll like never it. know what it is. But we have pink sauce. It has pineapple, mustard, ketchup, chips crushed in it, cheese, tomato, and bacon. I was like, oh, we're going to straight up do this. You see it peeking from the freaking banner on the top. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much what I had. And I'm like, what? And it wasn't even greasy either. That's what I was concerned with. I was like, oh, man, this bun's going to be a mess, man. No. And it was good. And it's been a long time since I inhaled a meal. <laughs> I, you know, without being rushed for work and appointments and everything, mm-hmm. I inhaled that. And I had some salty papas with it, too. I got to tell you, the toilet, God bless it. You know, <laughs> I, I did a couple of Hail Marys. I was like, man, I'm 32, going on 33. You know, this is going to be a carnival toilet kind of poop going on. But this place was well worth it. It's affordable. I love it. Um, one time, and I love it, because you gave me two selections of a meal. You gave me something that's an appetizer, and you gave me something that I can have all the time. I don't live near the area for sure all the time, but I, I'm always in transit. So it's one of those things. It's just how I feel about Fats and JoJo's. I'm like, how close am I? How much time do I have? And you know, the thing about it is that it's open for a while, too. It's like My 11, God. You know, 11 to 11. Oh, man, right? Look at that. They have a free, they have a free mobile app. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You can picture yourself that. Boca's not too far from you if yeah. you visit the family. Look, look at the side. Look at the freaking pink sauce and everything just dripping from the bottom of the tomato. <laughs> yeah, well, have you seen the hot dogs? I don't know how you feel about hot dogs, oh but God. they do the look, crust chips on the hot look, dogs. Look as, look as I go down the menu. And freaking, yeah. You got the pork rinds right here. Yeah. You, you, you got the fries going down. You got the tostones as well, I think. On oh, yeah. Here the well. that they have the repas. I was like, what? Oh, my God. Look at this. Yeah. Are those eggs? <laughs> yeah, it reminds Hell me yeah. of Moe's Express down in um, Miami, but where I live in Ave Street, but mm. maybe a little fancy. And then you can have basic food, too. You can have yeah. your por la You can have your um, carne. You know, nothing wrong with it. But I don't want to eat those. I want to eat the nasty food, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're a proponent of Colombian food, which I, what have I always told you? What, what do I love about Colombian food? The grease. Mm-hmm. I need the grease. I don't yeah. care too much about shrimp. Like I like shrimp. I'm like I pay like ten bucks for it. Yeah. But um. Oh my God, look at this. This. Yeah. This yeah. Yeah. Eye. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I looked at it. I was like, hey, you know, it's like a hybrid tamal, sure, or a hybrid tostone, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, let me get that in my life, please and thank you. So, it, it's definitely something that I I could not not have it and mention it and go from there because it, it's local, but it's also yeah, county stripped down, so cool. it's there. And their tacos, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, man. I, I got to go back there. I hate my life so much. I, I, <laughs> oh, my God. I, look I at this image food. with the cheese. Yeah, I love I love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my paralegal, I feel like I'm putting on a blast. He hates no hates cheese. I'm like, I'm going to fire you. I feel, like like, what? Can, I feel like Andrew could handle this. I feel like he could. He could handle this. Not, he would love pink sauce. Are you kidding me? You love pink sauce, right? I would hope he's. I would hope he's tried pink sauce. Oh, we haven't even asked him that. We oh, we're going him. to. That that is a pure yeah. South Florida staple, though. Yeah, exactly. There's people up north that I know. They're like, "What the fuck is that?" Heinz and, Heinz has made a version of it for folks who don't know. Okay, go, no, go on Amazon. Go. But it's not the same. So I, I know, mean, but still, it. at the very I mean, least, I know it's a little bit of mustard. I know it's a little bit of ketchup. But it's not the same. And uh, is it like a garlic aloe? Aioli, it, it's it. It can be anything because pink sauce for one place is not the same as pink sauce from another. Because it's sweet uh, and it's kind of tangy. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it depends on how you want to make it. I mean, there's mayonnaise, obviously. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could just... I mean, you can do the simple version, which is basically just mix mayonnaise and ketchup and just swirl it around, and you'll get pink and you get the red and white, and you mix a pink, you know. But, uh, I mean, but the then places that you put like a dash of mustard in there, man, I just want to know. And and um, well, there's there's some people that want to add a little bit of kick of it. I'm looking at a recipe right now. Got some with a little bit of chili sauce in there, Ooh, yeah, some vegetable oil, some paprika, some lemon juice, some ground pepper, Worcester sauce, sauce, horseradish as well. Um, you know, because I see, I, I've never really had horseradish and, and I, I a teaspoon of mustard there, Charles. All right, yeah, 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 man. So, damn it, I hate my life. I want this right now, dude. I'm telling but, you, and uh, look, I'm still finding, I'm trying, still searching for a home. I'm telling, uh, that's the most, that's the most thing I'm excited about is having a damn kitchen. That's what I'm have, like. I'm gonna go nuts. We're gonna have that sleepover. Yeah. Um, so their locations. <laughs> To summarize, in Book Raton, West Palm Beach, off of military. Yeah, so I, I think that's by your sister, right? Yeah, I saw, uh, let's see, they got Boca, Wellington. West Palm, Port St. Lucie, and Wellington. Yep. West Palm, wow, that is really close. That is yeah, that's why I was. I have to go, tell my sister not to be basic and go to Chick fil A and let's go here. Uh. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know how you like Colombian food. I don't think there's anything Colombian authentic, to be honest with you. It's just the style of it. Um, but just do it for the crust chips. And that's yeah. my promo code crust yeah. chips. Love yeah. I love it. Yeah. I can't explain it. You it was, put that on any, you can be like crushed chip pizza. I'm like, I'm going to eat that. Yeah. Yeah. Crushed chip relish. I'm going to eat that. Mm. Oh man. Okay. So, uh, let's, I guess we can talk about sports. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> NBA. So sure. I got an NBA game in the background. NBA all-star festivities happened. So, mm. uh, the big thing around it is this is the 75th anniversary of the NBA, which I think started back in 1947, 48. Uh, so, yeah, 47. So the NBA is having their celebration of they do this and they bring in all the greats that not all of them showed up. <laughs> One most notable. I love Freddie's quote. I guess we could talk about sports. <laughs> uh, one more, one of the more notable ones was Scottie Pippen was not there. Uh, he is just pure scorched earth, and he, I thought he his just petty couldn't be rivaled, yeah. and it ends up being rivaled. He does not want to be guy. anywhere near where Michael Jordan is right now, and that's that's just the way things are, and you kind of have to respect the amount of petty right there. Yeah, well, listen, I'm petty king. I yeah. respect all that. So he wasn't there. Larry Bird wasn't there. I don't know what his reasons were for not being there. Tim, yeah, Duncan. Larry was a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I, Tim's in Bahamas, right? So uh, he well, he's from the Virgin Islands. So oh, Virgin Islands, um, yeah. So uh, Tim Duncan uh, didn't make it. Uh, I don't know. Was he? Were those the other ones that, that didn't make it? And of course, a bunch of guys have been dead. Uh, <laughs> so those guys didn't make it. Uh, and and then you had the rest. Michael Jordan showed up late because he was at the Daytona 500 in during <laughs> earlier that day. But he's Michael Jordan because so he can do that. He was the last guy that they introduced for the NBA 75. Which is saying something because the All Star Game was in Cleveland, and wasn't LeBron that was announced last. It was Michael Jordan, and he got the biggest cheers. So that's saying something right there. Uh, but uh, uh, I have comments on that. I'm gonna let you finish, but don't worry. But yeah, the, the penny is coming for Charles. Th- there was a lot of, and I think it's part of the beauty of the NBA. There was a lot of things with regards to the personalities and people on twitter of course debating 
uh, who's greater than who and all this other stuff and and I think ESPN came out with a list of like their top ten players and things they're like, like that. let's like, get, let's talk about things that have Stephen A. shout at yeah, people. There's a bunch of outlets right now making their own NBA seventy fives. Uh, Which seven, is ridiculous. Yeah, 75 ridiculous. best players in NBA Absolutely history. Absolutely silly. And then things go nuts when they go down to the top 10. Uh, and, and whatever, right? Every franchise, I think, was for the most part represented in that. Uh, but not all of them, obviously. But most of them. Most of them were there. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool. It was cool seeing all those guys in one place. Uh, it's like the MLB All-Star Game in 2000 when they had... All of those, uh, the, 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 I guess the 100, or 100 best players in MLB history. You had, it was in Atlanta. You had Hank Aaron and all that stuff. Uh, Willie Mays. A bunch of guys. And, but there's the dynamics and there's the underlying beef, Charles. The beef. Well. Mm. More beef than any of the food that we talked about, which is saying yeah. something. So every, during the All-Star facilities, every team's social media and stuff promoting their own franchises. The Heat had that great photo of all their reps that went to the All-Star game and their reps that were in the NBA 75, namely D-Wade and, and Shaq. Now, LeBron wasn't in the photo, but I don't know. There were some excuses for why he wasn't there. He might have been taking photos with like the Lakers. He took photo with the Lakers. I don't know if he took photos with the Cavs. Yeah. But, but well, you know, he's an active player, so I guess you, know, you can kind of be understood. But whatever. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter anyways. But that was nice. Seeing Eric Spolstra, who's voted one Just of the top. not loved. Well, he was. Fun, he, the NBA also posted their top 15 coaches of all time, and he was one of them. So mm-hmm. that but they is, put him as like a mid-ranking, right? But regardless, he's there. It's yeah, an sure. actual, there's some love, right? He's right there next to Pat. Next to Pat Riley. So he's there. He's at least, he's in the conversations with all these guys. Lenny Wilkins and, and Red Auerbach and Phil Jackson. He's in the conversation. Which is saying something, you know. You don't hear anybody talk about. And Doc Rivers was in there too, as well, Charles. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. But that's the list. That's the list for that. But it was nice. It was that was one of the nicer moments from the All Star festivities. Uh, yeah, the skills competitions, three point contest, which is probably the best competition at this point because man, the people hate the dunk contest this year. People hated the dunk contest this year. I don't even watch it. And that's the thing. People Charles either, doesn't watch the All-Star game. People either didn't watch it or they watched it and they regret wasting hours of their lives watching it. Uh, Doug watched the 10-minute highlight and he, he posted it on Twitter. He's like, even that was too much time wasted off of my life watching the NBA dunk contest. And then... People, of course, start reminiscing of which one was the best dunk contest, who had the best performance. And uh, a lot of people are saying you had the 2016 contest, right? With, um, who was it? Aaron Gordon? Whatever, for, for the Magic, when he jumped yeah. over that, the, yeah. the, 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 the mascot and all that stuff. You had that one, but a lot that people, us, our age, millennials, not not the Zoomers, but the millennial, the millennials, Vince Carter, VC. Oh, VC, yeah. Yeah, VC, yeah. Because you have the older ones like Spud Webb and, and of course, Michael Jordan. But uh, well, I think of more of Michael than I thought of VC. Yeah, but no, I, I thought about Vince Carter. 
Because <laughs> uh, it's just my my the way that I was thinking about it for my the, my the, era growing. The up. comments on I, Carter, yeah. the guy was doing those dunks in game. Yeah. So that that's why I'm like, uh, <laughs> to see that shit live is more fantastic yeah. than something that you get opportunity after opportunity to do. Yeah. So Vince Carter was uh, mentioned a lot, and comes the conversation of, should we just kind of scrap the dunk contest? Like it's been, it's happened before where they've scrapped the dunk contest, let it just not happen, and then let it come back after like well, five or. Yeah. 10 years the, the underlying issue with the dunk contest is not so much that people don't like dunks the underlying issue with the dunk contest is we're sick of bench guys only being the ones competing and win the last and great dunk contest point, yeah. was blake griffin yeah. when he jumped over the damn cadillac yeah. and got it aaron gordon what's aaron gordon doing over in denver this year's winner ob toppin yeah second year guy for the knicks yeah they ain't no playoffs lebron ain't very gonna do it yeah doesn't move the needle so, yeah yeah, so unless... John Morant didn't want to do it? Yeah, well, you know, I can kind of get it with job because he's not, even though he's a prototypical player as a point guard, it's not something you see him dunk a lot. Just give me the old 75 guys. Let me see if Mike still has some hops. Because I don't care for that. You know, what am I going to get these, you know, backup guys, which I'm not going and get... Here's the problem with the All-Star game when you even do the dunk contest. Obi Toppin's not even an All-Star, so how are we going to even invite him to the All-Star game? I, I feel like, like it should be a members-only club. I feel if you're like, an all-star for the all-star weekend, you should be part of it, unless they put them on the rising stars thing, but that's a joke in of itself. Well, every every all-star game has a rising stars, young stars competition anyways. Uh, and it, I don't know. I forgot if the NHL still does it, uh, but Major League Baseball still does it. Um, and, yeah, the NBA, I, I'm assuming the NHL still has it, but I don't know if they did it for this year Well, they did it in Vegas. Anyways... Uh, I get those, and I don't mind the skills competitions being the guys who showcase the best their proficiency in those exact skills. But I feel like the dunk contest they have to treat it. Um, they have to treat it like a. Well, okay, so BU comes up with a point. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading it yeah. right now. Secret base, rewinder, uh-huh. dunk contest notes. One of the limiting issues is that there's only so many dunks that can be conceived of. Uh, they uh, Top rookies participating within the skills competition. Yeah, that's true. And, and the NHL skills competition for me, for me, I, I like it because it actually showcases real skills that they do on the ice. Uh, they have the breakaway challenge, which is like the dunk contest of the NHL. But once more, that's... That's also more of a. There's only so many things that can be done, with with uh, with the breakaway situation, but it's more about the flash. It's at that point, it's just more about the the showmanship, you know, with all the the gimmicks and everything like that. And I guess the NBA's players are. The thing is, a lot of these guys may not have the best personalities to pull some stuff off with some of that. Uh, and you don't get enough creativity out of some guys or they just I feel like if you could conceive like have people conceive of it and help them out developing it, but then you're over there taking practice time away just because you're trying to get something for the dunk contest. That's kind of weird. And then your point, Charles, I, I think most people agree with it is that the 
actual stars in the NBA just have no incentive to do it. Have no incentive to do it. Unless there's an actual star that's just like, you know what, I want to restore this this competition to its former glory. But at that point, it's you're you're gonna come back, you're gonna have this flashy show, and everybody's like, oh, the dunk contest is back. Probably like when Blake did it, right? When Blake did mm-hmm. it. Oh, the dunk contest is back. It's cool again. Everybody loves it. And then you're gonna get to a point where it's like, eh, okay, I've seen this before. I've seen this before. It's not like Vince's, it's not like MJ's, it's not like anybody's. Uh, and then you'll, it gets stagnant really fast. So I feel like it should be like a, maybe not every year, but maybe in every other year or every five years or every four years, like the Olympics. Just because by that point, you might have another crop of stars and maybe that are incentivize some stars. Heck, you might have to actually pony up like, oh, here's a car. Here's a car. If you win the dunk contest, I have no idea. But it's hard. Uh, it's I really mean, hard. one, first and foremost, make it for charities. Because it's not like because... the Home Run Derby. Because the Home Run Derby, it's just hitting massive dongs. Yeah. And, and that's always fun to see. Well, the greatest thing about the Home Run Derby is can the dude who actually wins it actually hit them dongs as hard as they can multiple times as opposed to being fatigued? And you see this great of round one, round two, and then I only can hit three home runs at this point now. Because I'm so exhausted. It's yeah, it's also an endurance competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas we get, you know, the, the dunk contest. Because the, the dunk, dunk contest con- itself yeah. is too long. Yeah, because they have like four. Okay, they they failed in that one. They failed. and then when you and see also, someone fail it a lot, it's like. Uh... This is what bothers me about it. Every dunk is awesome. <laughs> like really, when you think about it. So when I look at these from these an yeah from an athletic doing... standpoint, I get yeah that's true. I'm I'm like I I can't really I can't shit on it. I I literally can't like. Picture your favorite musician and listening to your favorite album. It's your favorite album. And usually if it's your favorite album from your favorite musician, it's because start to end, it's the best. There's nothing better than that. That's just how I feel when we do these things. Because I'll watch it and I I can't differentiate it how one run is better than the second run. There's nothing that's really a distinctual thing. But you know what makes dunks better too? When you're posterizing a motherfucker. That's true. And we don't have that. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's not, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's not an in-game situation where it just it, it punctuates so, like a run hear or me something out. like that. Yeah. I know that the All-Star game is supposed to be a break and no one's supposed to get hurt. Hmm. But why don't you just do a one-on-one of just dunks on dudes and if you can defend it. Hmm. And then your champion and runner-up are just going to be there. You get Yeah, the best blockers versus the best dunkers or something. Because I I am totally about that. Yeah. Just dudes trying to dunk on people. Because that's what makes it cool, man. Shaq, how many times Shaq used to hang up and then drop down and just push a dude off and that guy would get angry. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not asking you to break the backboard, but when you're doing a dunk that's unpeated, it is not... You can... Hold, hitting a home run... With someone tossing you a softball is equally impressive as hitting a home run off of your best pitcher in, in the aesthetic point, right? Yeah. Whereas I know that dunking somebody because like a dunk, it's just me like dunking on like my nephew, <laughs> or just you know sizing him up as because I'll play basketball <laughs> with my nephew sometimes. He's fourteen. I got more muscle on me. I'm like, what do you do? But I, I just feel like the uncle at the barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I um, so so there was that, and then you had the actual game itself and it's the nba all-star game it's just whatever but i guess the big thing was was steph curry chucking 16 threes 
which is and, different than how. <laughs> well, that <laughs> was the thing. I think a lot of people, uh, he makes it so easy, but he was just like, yeah, just throw it out there. And he's just so good at what he does. And people have a lot of uh, people were trying to shit on him not being a great player. It's like, dude, this is this is something we haven't seen. Those are people who have never watched sports. Exactly. At all. This is this guy is not like every other guy. He's not what Reggie Miller was. He's not what Ray Allen was. This is a different level. He's already beat surpassed those two records. Exactly. Like this is beyond. And he's that. Got another five years if he wanted to play. Right. He is be he is he is not normal. He's not a normal person. He's beyond that. You, you, you're watching something unique and different. It's the only comparison I would say, because uh, people are never going to be like, oh, it's Michael, LeBron, and Steph, even though some people who love Steph are going to say that. But in comparison for like his skill set and just the, amount, like, just the pure dominance and just how damn good he is with it, I would say is Ricky Henderson with stealing bases. Yeah, Where yeah, he, I can see what you're talking about. He's he he already obliterated the stolen base record, and he's so damn good at it. Like he just no, like no, forget it. He's he's stolen it. He's already stolen. He's on first. He's already stolen second. He's already stolen second at this point. You don't don't even toss back. The catcher doesn't even have to get up. He's already got it. And the same thing with Steph. Like all right, oh, he'll chuck it from forty. Don't, don't whatever. Just get back on. Uh, get ready to get back on offense. Here we go. Like, it, like it's, it's not in. being a master of the craft it's being the craft yeah yeah so that's probably the best comparison i can get to kind of wrap my head around what he's doing is ricky henderson i didn't even see ricky henderson in his prime but watching his old videos yeah yeah ricky henderson was not of this world or barry even barry bonds i mean i could give you a boxing it's floyd and his defense yeah People, you know, hate, like, people hate on it. Literally that great. People hate on it, but hey, it's it's he's on a different level, completely. He never got knocked out. Yeah, and that's the whole key about boxing. Yeah, people hated the way he played, but it was he, he or he boxed, and he was just like, no, he he understood the assignment <laughs> more than anybody like else. Man that we're in love with now, uh, like a certain man that we love. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I want to do this. This you you just reminded me, Charles. We're gonna do a, a real MVP because this is also part of the All Star festivities. Uh, this is the real MVP. He should win the NBA MVP in my, in my eyes. Aside from my 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 one true love, Jimmy. Yeah, is uh Jared Allen. Okay, Jared freaking Allen of the Cleveland Cavaliers. The 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 rejuvenated Cleveland Cavaliers. Re- Very good Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes. The, the Cavs part deux, post-LeBron part deux. A good team. Maybe the Heat might face them in the playoffs. Who knows? But this Ooh. man, this man is us, Charles, if we were blessed with being six foot eleven, And yeah. just having good bad hair. skills good hair. in the NBA. And- yeah. Good hair and, you know, a, a dedication and big money, too. Yeah. Because he's a big payday. Yes. So there he is. He's got his his header on his Twitter account. It's Calvin and Hobbes right there. So there's one. Makes us love him right yes. there. His bio, the one and only center number 31 for the Flint, Michigan Tropics. Number two. 
which uh, is semi-pro, Love Me Sexy, yes. Jackie Moon. Here's a video of him painting right now, trying to channel his inner Bob Ross. So there he is. But, but Charles, people hated on him for the way he dressed. During, what was he? Was he coaching one of the, or he was watching the the celebrity competition? I don't know. He was just living his life. Yeah, he was. open their damn mouth. He, he's, he's, the all, he's an all-star. He's, he, it's in his home, uh, his, his home uh, arena. And he's just living his life. He just decided to wear, all right, a, a Heather Gray uh, light hoodie with some slacks, some shoes, and that's it. And people were hating on him. Oh, why isn't he all blinged out, whatever? And his response was beautiful. What am I supposed to do? Wear a $5,000 chain? I thought I was all right. He is us. He is the everyman. He is mm-hmm. the everyman. He is a normal dude. And the thing he cares about the most, Charles, is... Oh, Charles, I actually got to take this phone call. Please, please, uh, go solo I'll take me. the answer on this. Jared Allen is a beautiful man. We love him. Oh, you have him on Fantasy or two? If you don't know better, you figure he's just a fan who happens to be there. Well, I can appreciate the man's humbleness, but what we love about him, he's a big old dweeb. Just I love, well, be you as we go for there. People always have to criticize stuff. They have an idea of what players ought to be, how they should be, how should they act, how should they do things for the monies. And they forget that these are young men. I think Jared Allen's only, what, 25? And he loves his video games. And we love the fact that he loves his video games. He loves him some Zelda. He loves him some Mario. He's 23 years old. We're chastising a 23-year-old player. Come on now. Everybody's got to be a dick. I'm a big supporter of him now. I love it. He can be on Cleveland, do what he wants. But on his Twitter feed, he was saying about something about Mario Strikers. Francisco Moore knows more than I do because he sent it to me a link, and I was at work, so I was just going for there. But even on his Twitter thread, as Francisco left on in the background, he's doing Breath of the Wild, which still... They're calling, by the way, Elden Ring, Death of the Wild. And I just don't want to do 87 hours into it, I got to tell you. But I remember him being traded, I believe he was with Brooklyn. He was the 22nd pick, and he was sent over to Cleveland. I think he was supposed to be the heir apparent to Kevin Love, if you want to call him the heir apparent to that, even though they kind of play both the center and forward positions going from there. But I just love the fact that he's just being humble. And he's a guy that you can kind of root for, whether or not he's going to be a sexy player. Oh, he plays hard in the All-Star game just a year after the Nets sent him to Cleveland in the Harden trade. That's right. And that was hysterical, too, when it was Team Durant, Team uh, LeBron. And at the end, Harden was just skipped over every time by Durant. And his whole logic with Jared Allen was like, I need a guy. I need a big man. I need somebody to go from there. Cover up all those other big guys going from there. Um, but it's interesting. I think he's doing good this season as is. I'm back. His stats of, oh, you're I'm, back. I was um, I was doing like an analytical basis on Jared Allen and Freddie B. Was taking actual, pity on me. Yeah. Of, yeah. Well, because I, I remember what he was in love with, but you went more on the deep dive than I did. Oh, dude. This guy. This is, look. He's an Nintendo. I, saw, I sent you the Zelda cover up that he loved. Yeah. He, he. He. Yeah. This. This guy loves Nintendo. He loves. He's one of us. He's us. He is. He is. He is us. He. Yeah, he's he's over here. Like other guys are probably like trying to promote their brand or talking about Donda Two coming out and all that stuff. Nah, this guy was this guy was live tweeting the <laughs> the Nintendo Direct that we covered uh, that happened uh, a couple weeks back. Look look at this tweet. A new Mario Strikers game once again. Mario showing us why he's the greatest athlete of our generation. 
which I think you literally have said before. Yes. In confidence and then on the show. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just need to link up, yeah. have some crushed burgers. <laughs> Like he's retweeting, like he look, he's retweeting in the video version, uh, <laughs> a, a clip from Breath of the Wild of this guy going to town on one of the the Lionels, uh, just using the the magnet with the, with the just smashing him his head with the rock, <laughs> which is great. Uh, when he was when he was announced to be an All Star, they were on the team plane, and they were congratulating him. He was playing his switch. And he didn't let go of the switch. Yeah, he, that's you. He yeah, was, the assignment. He wasn't getting up. He was just like, "Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I, 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 I got to get back to this." Like, man, you imagine making that much money and just being able to buy everything on the eShop? That's, that's, that's what literally I, what you should aspire to in our careers. Our careers is not to have ESQ for establishment mm. for legacy. Mm. It's because we were broke. Yeah. Dead ass broke. Still kind of dead ass broke before yeah. we got there. Now I can look at that forty-five dollar game. I'm like, when you're forty dollars, I'm gonna yeah. buy the hell out of you. Yeah, uh, like he's got his own. Like they made a, his own Pokemon card. Uh, little announce for the Cavs account here. Like this, this dude loves Pokemon. I mean, he's probably probably playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. Heck, there might have been a chance, Charles. There might have been a chance over the last few years. Maybe while we were playing Splatoon or Super Smash Bros. or Mario Kart. Where we matched up and we just didn't know against Jared Allen and Joe Burrow. Do you think that Jared Allen waits until two in the morning to play the Japanese players? Because <laughs> that's the real. For anybody who has played any Nintendo games mm. for this current iteration of Switch, y'all ain't shit if you play on Eastern Time. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. If it's two in the morning, then yeah, you will see what your medal is. Because that's where uh, House of the Rising Sun kicks in, and you're just I mean, look at this retweet. Yeah. Preparing for the Elite Four, be like, <laughs> I mean, he just knows. He gets. I'm so glad that we're getting some pockets of athletes that are actual gamers, not the oh, I just buy Madden, FIFA, and Call of Duty every year, dude, bro, gamers. No, I'm talking you mean about he's guys, an human being, guys that delve into. Okay, yeah, Final Fantasy's coming out. I'm going to buy that day one, you know? <laughs> Guys that are legit real gamers. Like, we could have a conversation about him and like, well, uh, Jared, what was your first favorite version of Ganondorf from Zelda? You know? And he'd be like, oh, well, uh, personally, I take a liking to Wind Waker Ganondorf. It's got to be Wind Waker. I'm yeah. saying that right now. Put Tweet at him. Tweet at this man, please. Uh we might Give have to be like, hey, we need a con- yeah, just like, hey, hey Jarrett, we're on our podcast. We just I'm need, sick of everybody saying input. it's like Majora's Mask version. Wind yeah. Waker is the best one. Uh, or Yeah, Ocarina. Uh, yeah, because Majora's Mask was, uh, well, that just the re-released movie. on um, Switch Online. Everything's in your shop. Yeah, but regardless, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ganon, oh, God, the, the ending when you just stab him in his head, in his head and oh, he's sorry. just laughing as the flood is coming in. Uh, and then he has that whole thing, the wind continues on or whatever yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, see, we're gushing. Look what Jared Allen does for us, Charles. He, he's a true all-star. Yeah, he's a true, he's all-star. true all-star. He is the real MVP, and I I, I now have another favorite NBA player. Not to the point where I, I love Jimmy. Like, Jimmy's my future husband. But... Oh, my God. If Jimmy played Pokemon, it'd be over. <laughs> yeah, it'd be crazy. No, I... I mean, he's in our age group to be, like, to decide if red or blue was truly the best. Because uh, I've said, because I've said before, like, like, but the thing between me and Jimmy is not, it's not even purely sexual. It's just, you know, I just feel like we'd make a really good couple. 
right? It wouldn't be. It'd just be like we'd just be really good partners. But if he is, he, he is your true significant. Other. If he becomes a, a, if he's an actual gamer of some sort in that sort of sense, I'd be like, we might have to have a conversation as to who's the top or who's the bottom. You know? So yeah. like, like it's not even a thing. Like it's just like I really the, these. Oh man. But yeah, Jared Allen, fantastic. Ah, oh, okay. So there's that. Uh, NHL at this point. Let's see, we're at an hour forty-seven. So at NHL, the Panthers actually lost a home game yesterday against Nashville Predators. I was very surprised. Um, they've only lost four all season over in, in their home arena. Uh, but it, things keep on keeping on. Sean Avery is back with the Orlando Solar Bears. That happened today. That got announced today, Charles. Uh, I I believe me. You got to remind me who the hell Sean Avery is. All right. So I believe I we me and Andrew have we talked about him. I think yes. But that was like three years ago for me. uh, We've most likely uh, shared his highlights to you, but the most infamous one, and there's a rule specifically named after him because of this, uh, called the Sean Avery rule, where he. Was he was on the New York Rangers? He was playing the New Jersey Devils, and Martin Brodeur, Hall of Fame goaltender, uh, was uh, trying to look at the play, trying to find things out. And Sean Avery just basically faced towards him and just was just blocking his view with his body, with his arms, with his stick, any sort of way to make sure Martin Brodeur couldn't see the puck. And he was doing that every, pretty much every shift when his team was on. Uh, uh, on the other, on the on the devil's end of the ice, so that's not a Brad Marchand move. Well, Brad Marchand got suspended uh, finally uh, for for what I don't know if you saw what he did with uh, the goalie uh, uh, with Tristan Jari of, of of the Penguins, but there was some chirping and uh, Brad uh, acted in a very more extreme version of Brad Marchand than I I feel like I'm used to. But you know, he's a hockey player, and he—that's his game. The thing is, Brad Marchand's an, an instigator, a, 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 an asshole on the ice, but he actually has skill to back it up. And that's a Charles vibe right there. And I, I may have to start. I may have to have a conversation with Andrew with regards to his uh, worthiness for the Hall of Fame in the future, because uh, as like. You know, Zdeno Charles gone. Tuka Rask is gone. Heck, t- Tim Thomas was gone a long time ago for the, for the Bruins. And maybe BU is still listening to us and might, might want to chime in on here. Uh, Freaking um, uh, Milan Lucic is gone. But the, the big state, uh, the big staple with him and Pertis, uh, Bergeron. So just those two guys. But uh, Brad's there. Brad's been there. And he's, he's had some pretty good seasons in his career. Like, is it Hall of Fame worthy? Possibly, maybe I have to look at the numbers, but uh, for, you know, I, I, I he's definitely gonna get his number retired in Boston, for sure. Uh, I'm just going off on on, on on a rambling on right here, Charles. But uh, just some NHL news that has popped out. Uh, Martin Saint Louis has, has has taken over the the Montreal Canadiens, and they had their. I believe their first meetup with him at the helm against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And boy, did the Habs spank uh, the Leafs uh, most recently. Which which was, 5-2 to two was the ultimate score at the end, but I believe it was 5 nothing at one point. Uh, in Montreal, uh, always great to see Leafs fans overreacting. Uh, 
fan. T- I, th- I believe a Leafs fan threw his jersey on the ice. <laughs> and mind you, Charles, the Toronto Maple Leafs currently are on pace to have their best record that they've ever had in their franchise's history, which is like a hundred years old at this point. Jesus. So, Toronto fans are delusional. They've always been delusional, but they might be at their most delusional right now because this team. They're a Tennessee tied in 13 and 3 season <laughs> that we had in 2008, or was it 2009, 2009. But, but, th- yeah, but this team, but uh, let's, I don't know. BU I, says Burgi and March, March entering sort of HOF status mm. based on their actual play, but based on their respective antics, Bergeron will definitely get in, but not Marchand. And that's kind of, my, I mean, there might be some of the issues, like, basically the same conversation with, like, Major League Baseball and their Hall of Fame stuff with, uh, with their off-eye stuff. I still believe Marchand could get in because as much as because uh, a lot of NHL players were assholes when they were playing and and, and, and but maybe Mar- Marchand's more notable because he's just way more visible and and that nose doesn't is not <laughs> perfect for hiding his antics either uh but yeah yeah Leafs fans are are getting way more delusional because as much as uh, they're having a fantastic season already. They have 68 points, so they're they're plus 18 points uh, above 500 at the moment. They're, uh, I think, seven points behind the Panthers in the division, but uh, with with uh, only one game in hand. But they're still close. I look at the standings. I'm like, the Lightning and the Leafs have not gone away. The Panthers are winning as much as like they're having the best season in franchise history themselves, and. The Leafs and the Lightning are not going away anytime soon. Because uh, after that, it's, it's, there's a clear separation between them and Boston. But but unless the Leafs fall. And that might be the thing that, ha- that Leafs fans are they are just waiting for the fall at this point. They're waiting for the fall. They're waiting for something to go horribly wrong. It's not the syndrome that that Cubs fans had. Because the Leafs have made the playoffs and they're... The Leafs have the attitude of 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 a team that's won a ton of championships, like the Yankees, but haven't had the success to back it up anymore. Because they're like, oh, we have I think like I don't know, ten or eleven, twelve Stanley Cups, and it's like, yeah, but it was since nineteen sixty seven was the last time you went, and. <laughs> the whole gotta, purpose about sports though for yeah, even modern day sports yeah. is a hail to the glory we you you're literally saying that a, a after of, having the nba 75th anniversary yeah. team with the acknowledgement that the best team in the nba based off of the amount of wins that you have totality of the league will be the lakers and the celtics celtics being one the lakers being two yeah but the, yeah and the leafs fans but it's like they haven't done anything lately uh, and they're they're like a lot of that, I I really don't stake a lot of stock during the original six era. A lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, the six teams." That means those were the that was the 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 best talent pool of all time because every team was full of stars. No, not every team was full of stars. There were a lot of shitty teams back then. The New York Rangers were a shitty team for a long, long time because of Hell, the way. I'm gonna comment this right now. When it came to ESPN's top of 75 of the NBA stuff. That was some of these guys are before the three point line. Yeah, you know, so true. bring it to now even the NHL. Yeah, and the NHL, yeah, there was there was a lot of changes in rules and things like that. Goalies, goalies were not goalies the way they are now. That's for sure. Heck, even in the eighties, goalies weren't goalies the way they are now. 
They didn't wear helmets. They didn't wear masks. Like, things were different way back when. And the Leafs, there were a lot of shitty teams. The New York Rangers had a lot of shitty teams. A lot of crappy teams. Teams that wouldn't even stand on the ice today. Like, don't tell me. The way, the politics of the NHL back then were really weird, too. Heck, the uh, I think the Montreal Canadiens had, like, an exclusive right to every player that came out of the, the province of Quebec. So that, heck, look, uh, if anybody wants to look this up and go deep down the rabbit hole, Ch- Charles, the Chicago Blackhawks were um, were basically a farm team for the Detroit Red Wings because the ownership of the Red Wings also owned the Blackhawks in some sort of significant fashion. So How if any, that happen? I, like I said, the politics of the NHL way back when. So you can even make the argument that a lot of the Red Wings stuff from way back when, during the original Six era, are also very sketch. Now, the Red Wings have actually done stuff <laughs> since the advent of expansion, but there's a... Uh, yeah, hold on. And BU's got... I, I knew B, this would get BU going as well. Uh, a a lot the Norris house in the era. Sports. Yeah. We're engaging yeah. with the audience. Yeah. Who, who talks smack about us? Plenty of legit good players, but the idea that the talent pool is tapped out or has an excuse to not expand is one to avoid allowing for the competition practically no matter what the era and yeah that was kind of the weird thing uh when the nhl finally expanded in 19 uh 1967-68 and they brought in six other teams to make to double the size of it uh, they kept all those six teams in their own division so to kind of to help with marketing because you needed a stanley cup finalist so that's why the blues had three in a row they were not a great team but they were better than the other teams that were starting out. But it didn't take long. The Flyers, I believe, were the first ones to actually, and they won back-to-back Stanley Cups to, out of that expansion era to finally get it going. And then, finally, then the Islanders had their 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 dynasty. So, and then yeah, the WHA, the Oilers coming in uh, from in, in, in expanding after they merged. So it, it happened. But but yeah, it, it's it's really no excuse. Way back when, I, I think baseball was an accurate viewing of how things were, but baseball was freaking unfair for a long time with their playoff thing. Cause it was like, Oh, the two best teams in the national league, and American league, uh, one, one each. And those are your world. That's a world series. That was the way it was back then. So you had teams that won a hundred games that didn't make the world series. And, you know, so yeah, a little bit of a shitting on the, on the Yankees teams. Because <laughs> maybe if no. they had, maybe if they had played in a, a few series against the the number two team in the American League, maybe some they would have had a few less championships. I'm just saying. No. I'm just no. saying. You know, Yogi wouldn't have fourteen thousand rings. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. No. No. But uh, that's, that's going back answer. to Leafs fans. Okay. cannot be avoided. I, I'm going back. I'm going back to Reese fans. Uh, I don't know if you saw what Goose Gossage said, but he wants to like. Uh, throw Brian Cashman in the trash can. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, you, I was the controversial take who said fire Boone two seasons ago, and I was on the controversial take last year that maybe, maybe you have to contemplate heading out Cashman, even though who else do we have that could be better? But sometimes that's life. Life is about hard decisions. So yeah, yeah. So um, I, I'm just gonna loop this into my Gottlieb's goons, and then we can move into the wrestling segment. So yeah, Gottlieb's goons are for me the Toronto Maple Leafs fan base. Uh, <laughs> in, in general completely like and i i i myself like steve dangle is funny who uh who does his own thing with uh sports net and stuff he got popular on youtube and made something out of it for his his uh sporting career or sports 
broadcasting or analyst canary i don't even know what to call him an analyst he's just a dude uh, that just got uh got a following but man leafs fans are just they're the entitlement pisses me off about them sometimes and of course when the when the uh the was it the chickens come to roost at the end of the the season or by the first round of the playoffs and they lose in some sort of weird fashion that's that's always the great thing it's it's a little too bad that the boston bruins aren't a little better i would have loved to have seen like florida win the division and then have the leafs and and the bruins be two and three and uh, have the bruins beat the leafs again in a in in a game seven that would be fantastic for me but uh i want to see how this version will go on i i hope the Heck, even even more of a future uh, boner would be if the Panthers did it to the Leafs this year. But eh, who knows? Maybe the Leafs, maybe the both the Leafs and the Panthers make it out of the first round for the first time in forever. Panthers match up against the Leafs in round two, and the Panthers do it to them. Yeah. Oh yeah. That oh that'll really get those Canadians going, especially losing to a Sun Belt team. Oh, I'm already. Stroking. I'm already look gonna look at some Milanesa uh, YouTube Carizo. tutorials later on, Charles. From thinking about that. Mm. Wait, I thought so. La Capital. Yeah. Yeah. U- Uscar. <laughs> okay, so that that brings us into your segment, Charles. So put down the controller and we'll, right. we're gonna I move guess on I gotta do that. Here. Yeah. Welcome everybody to your weekly Truplex the Cage with Charles. Full disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It's a stage fight. It's a song and dance. It's poetry, emotion. It's ballet. It's, despite what, you know, legends like to say, I'm still going to call it ballet. There's a script to it. What can I say? You know, you don't freestyle ballet. You freestyle jazz. Get out of here. It's a soap opera. It's a story about men and women trying to beat the holy hell of each other, establish their legacies, win championships, and then once again... Vincent Kennedy McMahon frustrating the absolute shit on it of my hopes and dreams. If I have had a very tough week in life, and my week has not been terrible, I'm just going to say I'm being overdramatic for reasons I will not display on public broadcasting. Francisco and I have been saying that Charles be moving on up to the West Side, but Mm -hmm. there's always a harbinger of something to cause. Elimination Chamber must have been that harbinger. But before oh, we talk about Elimination well, Chamber, I got that tweet <laughs> or that that, oh. that post on your uh, on your uh, on the on the group chat. Yeah, you were, very, you were not a happy boy. No. So before we go to that, let's let's go through the rest of the stuff Oof. that's going on right now. New Japan. We talk about New Japan, Francisco. They're gonna have the New Japan yeah, Cup. That's me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, there's been some delays, but New Japan Cup is gonna happen. They're gonna expand the field to 48 competitors and that makes me very interested because i did not even know that they had 48 dudes on the roster so i think this gives some the last several years has really felt like the same players tetsuya naito we love him kazuko kata we love him too um koto ibushi we love him uh, who else do we love? Shino Takagi, you know, from Los Igumanos de Japón. We love The Last Dragon. It felt like evil as well as the other one. We felt like that's been a lot of repetition, but now they're going to expand that in. So I'm excited to see what happens there. You know how it is with every cup. It's always like a future title shot is going to be there. I think we're going to have Okada versus El Desperado in a title versus title match. Hopefully, 
hopefully, and I'm assuming they're going to have a couple of free agents and also people from New Japan Strong on there. New Japan Strong is their U.S. Um, component. I'm hoping we get some new storylines in there. It's time to inject some main event love and new blood in there as well, especially since there might be uh, certain people on the go because New Japan, we talk about the Forbidden Door a lot. Charles hates the terminology Forbidden Door. So I'm going to call it as cross-promotional talent, CPT. So we have CPT that's been going on for a while. New Japan has been the one basically trading a lot of people. Yeah, you get a few people from AEW and Impact going against each other, but New Japan has been the highlight. Well, there's some CPT going on. Tony Khan and AEW might have a big announcement. We're having the Bullet Club Civil War. Jay White, the leader of the current Bullet Club, subservient to nobody, whereas Evil, who's leading House of Torture, who is supposedly the Japan's leader of the new uh, Bullet Club for New Japan, um, everybody's calling some help, but he showed up. Jay White showed up in AEW. Jay White showed up at New Japan, and he showed up at Impact, and there was no surrender for TNA. See how it's all coming together? Or for Impact, not TNA anymore, where Tamatanga and Tonga Lao, the Gorillas of Destiny, who are OGs part of Bullet Club, went against the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Big Luke Gallows, or the Doc Gallows under there. Everybody changes their name sometimes. They, they are the Good Brothers. They're also WWE affiliated. They were part of Bullet Club back in the day. They were going against each other for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. Jay White, leader of Bullet Club, shows up, betrays Tamatanga and Tonga Lao. Shocker, shocker, shocker. Are we going to get a cross-promotional brand of AEW, New Japan, and Impact to do a big like super card kind of thing to have the battle of Bullet Club soul? Sure, why not? I'll take it because I find Bullet Club to be stale. I'm never really crazy so, about I, them. I, 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 I got to ask something here because yeah. uh, especially lately, especially with like, uh, what was it? Impact has been doing a lot of the cross crossover stuff yeah they can do a lot of it like what what's the usual reaction to for for actual wrestling fans is it like a gimmick to them or is it something that they find it's about dream matches yeah it's about dream matches okay think about this but yeah but allow me to give you the way that you will be able to understand it let's say there was no companies there and we have crossovers in Mm -hmm. the prime of the 1990s we had sting versus the Undertaker. Oh, like during the WCW? Uh, yeah, WWF days. WF days. Imagine that. The That's Wednesday, the Wednesday That's Night I, Wars, right? Yeah. Monday Night Wars. Monday Night Wars, okay. Monday Night Wars. Right. But I'm Wednesday Night Wars was AEW. And- oh, that's the current one. That's the current one, yes. Okay. Well, you know, they got moved, right? But that yeah. is essentially what yeah, the big later. push was for people. <laughs> and that's why people look into it and then they see it and it can have a big impact. So I'm for this having a final payoff, hmm. even though I find Bullet Club not to be interesting. Because the thing about Bullet Club is they go through different iterations, different generations. You had Prince DeVitt, who was Finn Balor in WWE. You had AJ Styles leading it. You had Kenny Omega leading it. Are we going to have the elite involved with the Young Bucks? There are storyline possibilities. I can be invested into it. But it's a nice little like injection to the veins. Am I a Jay White guy? Mm. I like Jay White. I don't think he was ready originally when um, he was being booked by Gato a couple of years ago as the guy who could dethrone everybody and beat everybody, but yet he was being pushed as main champion. He's held all these titles, but oh. maybe now he's got his heel character on place. Look, he's got a punchable face now. I, I, I do like want to say style. that uh, we actually do have a sponsor today, Charles. Oh my God! Yeah, is it, it's Mr. Tartia, right? And no, well, that's that's our that's our overall this season sponsor for sure. But for for tonight's show specifically, that Total War Warhammer Three, it's oh. out now. So we got Sega on board right now. Okay, we're I'm really expecting Sonic the Hedgehog Two to kill it for in the movie theater. So like I, I'm I'm ready to lather myself in a lot of stuff when I watch that movie, Charles. But yes, that's that's our sponsor for today. 
We have a sponsor, folks. Mm. So um, that's an interesting component. AEW, since it's going on right now, Dynamite on TNT. A couple things to bring about there. Buddy Matthews just debuted. Buddy Matthews being Buddy Murphy from WWE. Guy's all jacked up. I'm very happy for him that he's getting an opportunity to kind of show his shine. I don't know what his storyline is going to be. He just joined up with House of Black, which is Malachi Black and Brody King. Malachi Black was Aleister Black. Black and Murphy had a feud going on with each other for a long time. Has a set of matches that were just fantastic because they're just beating the holy hell out of each other. Isn't that he, what I he is like? He's a beefy boy. That man is beefy. Look at that him. That man is beefy. He's not colossal titan form, <laughs> but he is... Um, Man, he's like a major like, midget. Looks know, like, like looks like Rio in Street Fighter Six. That just got pretty, looks. pretty. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and everybody in their sick way is like, "Look at Rio's dong." I'm like, "What? What? No! I just want to hydukin somebody. I don't need to hydonkin somebody." Uh-huh. Jesus. Um, but he, he he's good. He's on there. There's rumors that Swerve Strickland's going to be showing up. Um, or Shane Strickland. I don't know what he's going to call himself now. I know on Twitter he goes, Swerve the Realist. We love you, Swerve. I thought you were very good. I hate the fact that Vince fired you. Revolution is coming up next month. I think it's in a week and a half. I still don't know if I'm going to order it. I probably won't because the card I'm not too in love with, but we have an updated lineup for the card. So right now, it's going to be Adam Cole versus Hangman Page for the title. We know what's going on there. Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. We'll talk about it. I've mentioned them in the past and a few that they've had, but we'll talk about it when the time comes for predictions because I think it's March 5th that they're going to do it. So if that's the case, we can do next week to be more AEW-centric uh, form of it. They have a triple threat match yeah, for tag titles. I'll end up having a weekend of Batman and then wrestling. It, mm. It's almost perfect for me. And there's a couple other matches that are going to be happening and going from there. Why are we having Sting in a trios match with Sammy Guevara? This is that i hate and then we're gonna have chris jericho andy kingston but we'll talk more about it but it's going on live now in progress so if there's any other you know weird thing that shows up i'll definitely let you guys know um about it coming into it sure who else do they have oh they have uh ricky starks is going for that face of revolution match interesting um let's let's talk about it let's get to it nxt was last night um we're gonna have Braun breaker versus dolph ziggler yes, for the, the, NXT the wednesday show allows charles uh Wednesday show allows me to reflect a little bit. It makes my life a little bit easier. Um, So that's fun in of itself. However, however, let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about it for a second here. Mm. Elimination Chamber was this weekend. (laughs) Not a happy boy. (laughs) Not a happy boy. Statistically speaking, I was right about every match except for one. So I take pride into it. I'm very happy with it. And that's the problem. Wrestling has a predictability level. And I was right about every match except for one. And I didn't watch a majority of it because it was over in Saudi Arabia. So the start time was at noon, which means your boy, because, you know, he had his honey hot chicken sandwich. So he was miraculously healed, went back. He went a lifting. My paralegals like texting me. I was like, yeah, man. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, this is trash. This is good. So like that. There's matches I didn't care for. I don't care about another number one contenders match being in the elimination chamber because it, it how is it that you can have that be the most grueling match. But if you're going to have the championship match actually be just like a simple one-on-one, it bothers me. It irks me. I don't know what to tell you. But then some things happened. And the big storyline that was coming into it was Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. So I'll tell you, let me tell you the positives. Um, Lita versus Becky Lynch was actually very good, which I was surprised because Lita hasn't had a one-on-one in a while. And they put in like 12, 13 minutes of actual good work because I caught the back end when I came in. Um so there were certain matches that were good, certain matches that were bad, certain matches that were eh, that I didn't get to see. 
our 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 king here, our tribal chief, Roman Reigns, tapped out Goldberg or submitted Goldberg. So that made me very happy. Um, I didn't watch that match, but it was like an eight-minute squash, essentially, which makes me mm, so good. The whole thing about Roman, he's, his whole thing is like, I've destroyed like every universal champion now. Everybody who held that title before me hasn't beaten me, which is statistically wrong because technically Seth won the match at the Royal Rumble because Roman got DQ'd. But who's using logic in wrestling? Not this man. <laughs> but Goldberg, hopefully he takes some time off if he still wants to um, go from there and do that stuff. I don't know what to say. So at least seeing Goldberg get beaten up is good. Roman obviously is going to lead to Brock Lesnar. So he's going to need um, some shoulder surgery. Yeah, he's me soldier so he's also 55 what is yeah. i mean look he's in great shape for 55 yeah. i just don't know what he wants to do coming into it but i like the women's tag match i heard the women's elimination elimination chamber match was actually good i didn't watch it i did not care to watch ronda rousey and naomi versus charlotte flair and um sonny deville no thank you ronda's arm was tied behind her back why are we doing these like carny gimmicks i don't understand it i don't need it um i was gypped out of a match with the viking raiders and the usos that didn't happen. It was a no. It was like a pseudo known contest, no contest that they're going to save off for later. Um, and then the match I was wrong about prediction wise was Rey Mysterio versus the Miz. I had the Miz winning because I thought we we're going to be mature adults and build a storyline of just ending Rey and Dominic as father and son and lead to Mania. Instead, we just have the Miz lose. Now they're going to have Logan Paul at WrestleMania as his tag team partner. Just not needed. I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm like it's whatever. Elimination Chamber match. What my Two predictions where it was going to be Brock and Bobby, right? And then Brock was going to win. I, I said it was going to happen. Vince can't help himself. The whole, you know, Brock losing the title at Mania or at Royal Rumble to Bobby felt like a kind of um, knee-jerk reaction by Vince to get people excited for it, what have you. You have some great quality talent in that chamber. You had Brock Lesnar. You had Bobby Lashley. You had Seth Rollins. You had Matt Riddle. You had AJ Styles. And you had Austin Theory. That's some good quality stuff. And then I have these two colossal beefy men. I'm just very excited for this. I wanted this. I needed this to happen. And the first part of the match was kind of good. I was like, all right, it was like probably 15, 25 minutes. I'm like, okay, it's fine. You know, because first came out with Theory and Seth Rollins, they're wrestling, then Riddle comes out, they're wrestling. And then Seth buckle bombs Theory through Bobby Lashley's chamber pod. And there was obviously no connection to begin with, but then they made it seem like Bobby connected to the back of his head to the barricade and he's acting all woozy and then aj comes in and then bobby's leaving francisco he's leaving the chamber and you're like oh is he gonna come back in that's how we're saying he'll feign any kind of being hurt stuff like that and so now you have four of these men coming in and then they announce bobby lashley is in concussion protocol and will not be competing which means the winner will be a new wwe champion i'm like oh shit i'm like i don't like this uh, i don't like this at all uh, like it did not give me the the good feelings come in there uh, and then you have some really well-established guys really well-established guys and then the chamber pod went to bobby to have opened and it did not open on bobby it opened on or i'm sorry it didn't open on brock it opened on bobby's chamber so brock's like this bullshit and he kicks down the glass door to come in or the plastic door window glass pane window pane to come in and then he just eliminates everybody in three minutes he eliminates seth rollins he eliminates matt riddle and then he eliminates aj aj and him almost went the distance three survivor series ago and you mean to tell me aj is one f5 I, I was so angry and it was left with mm. austin theory and brock lesnar so you took out actual quality main event guys because the problem is you created a monster i'm going to touch on that in a second 
but you created this high quality stuff and then you left with theory and everybody knows theory is not going to win but theory had his moment to shine for me for two occasions one he low blowed brock so anybody who's been watching wrestling with brock lesnar for a long term period of time knows that every time brock's low blowed he sells it like a god like he like he literally got castrated and then two is that there was always the running story like Seth low blowed him and everything like that that's how he won the WWE championship he's been low blowed by dean all this other stuff it's just it's funny um so theory low blows brock and brock looks like he's gonna kill him and so it's a comedy bit now it becomes a comedy bit where you push the button you poke the dragon when it was asleep and you shouldn't have and so theory starts running around the chamber trying to avoid brock there's no wrestling at this point for a good two minutes and then theory goes up top to the pod and then brock follows him up to the top of the pod and then brock f5s him off there and then pins him it was a cool spot but then pins him one two three and then brock lizard is now your new wb champion and then brock is selling off he's very happy to be in saudi he's going to see people so here's the frustrations I love the comedy bit of it, obviously. Sure. Yeah, here comes the F5. That, that's an impressive spot. It's an impressive spot. Um, I love the comedy bit of it. Hmm. Give Theory the U.S. title. I don't hmm. care. Priest isn't doing anything anyway. He's going to go against Finn Balor next week, and that doesn't mean anything to me. Much to do about nothing. Um, theory showed that he can at least kind of – he can't hang, maybe, but he at least – he impressed Brock, I think, enough, and he, that means you impress Vince, and he's working with Sorrentino Vince McMahon anyway. Here's my frustrations: I was denied a Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar part two. I was more yeah. okay with my idea that what Vince was going to do was have Bobby versus Brock on night one. Brock wins the belt on night one, and it has a title for title, winner take all, on night two with Roman. That that's mm-hmm. fine by Charles standards. That did not happen. So instead, we're going to have Brock with the W Championship going against um, Roman for the Universal Championship, title for title, winner takes all. It's not a unification bout, but it's a title for title. Okay. Annoyed I am. Because it makes me say, what was the whole point of Brock losing at the Royal Rumble anyway if you were going to have him have Basically, a championship? Basically, you retconned it in a sense. A yeah, and what you could have done is just have Brock as the champion why did, yeah, why do we have anyway, to do this whole, whole going all the way around just to arrive Wait, at the same but point? Remember, two storylines ago, two Royal Rumbles ago, Brock entered in as champion to pick his own guy because he was saying I was the best. So you could have just have that as your super payoff. So I was super annoyed. But then the rumor mill was that Bobby was actually legitimately hurt and hurt his shoulder, uh-huh. probably because of one of those dirty-ass suplexes that Brock laid into him. Uh-huh. Um, and Brock is actually pretty safe with his suplexes, but Bobby botched the suplex, so Brock makes you feel it a little bit. So if Bobby was hurt, you do the concussion thing as a way to kind of um, play off the fact that he is, you know, a fighting champion but couldn't defend his title, so you protect him. But I'm still annoyed because you've built a monster in Brock that I cannot see Roman winning at all. And Roman has held the title for 500 days, and he has been cheating and stuff like that. But I don't necessarily want Brock to win the Universal Belt because I feel the person who beats Roman should be the new blood, or not new blood, but a new establishment or a main eventer who's going to help carry the organization past Roman losing the title. Unfortunately, I would have selected Drew McIntyre. I thought that was a story to begin with. And now we're doing title for title, so that's a benefit to both companies uh usa or universal i think is their full name and then fox because whoever moves the needle and some people are fatigued like oh it's roman and brock again well sometimes you have to have a payoff you know i mean 
Ali Frazier, man, that's the way you have to look at this mentality. You know, if you want to go into a different kind of boxing terminology, you got to go with who do I want to utilize here? Because I have some, you know, um, uh, Oscar de la Hoya and then um, Juan Manuel Marquez, where they went five times in that sense. Or if you want to go with uh, middleweight, you go Mickey Ward and Arturo Gatti. They did three times, you know, um, Floyd. I'm trying to think. Floyd had Maidana two times, but I can't remember other people. Um, Jacob Lamato, Sugar Shane Robinson. That's the whole thing about combat sports is sometimes there's more than one go. And sometimes you need to declare a guy. And sometimes there's always a fight that you want to see that brings people back, just like Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler. This is it. This is the playoff. This is Cena Orton, you know, back in 2011. And I'm fine with it because the roles have been reversed. It's a long-term story that's been going on since SummerSlam. And here I am being pissy about it. And I'm also pissy about Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair because Bianca won, so she's going to be challenging Becky, which is what I predicted. And here I am bitching that there's no such term, so such thing as long-term booking. And here we are. we got two stories building out and budding since August of 2021, seven months later, eight months later. Do I think it can be told better? I don't know, right? I don't know. I'm just frustrated that I did not get man-slapping meat part two. I deserve nice things. I don't need this mm-hmm. theme of this show of yeah. my week. The you last have to watch six days. Capital. How can you not want more exactly. meat-slapping meat? Meat-slapping meat. Like, literally, the chorizo was just me in between those two men in the Milanesas. I can't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the theme of my life this last six days has been direct changing of directory or changing directions. I, I don't need these swerves, life. I need you to just give me simple wrestling sometimes. So fine. I don't think the match will be good because I don't think Brock and Roman mesh out well because Vince overproduces the damn match too much. And when we talk about producing, it's never just the two talents going against each other, at least for the WWE, planning it out. There's a producer who's producing the spots and saying you should do this, you should do that, and it's a collective effort and unification. You can always tell when it's a Vince McMahon move because there's just too much of everything. (sighs) Yes, fine. Let it be. Let it be. Because the way you have – if Brock can literally murder – AJ, Seth, Riddle, guys who have held titles. Riddle has not held a world title, but held the U.S. championship up until Mania and the tag team championship until recently. If he can do and beat these guys in an a, a extreme match, and I'm not saying extreme because the confines of the match, but I'm saying in an extreme manner, then he has to be the guy that beats Roman, right? At the end of the day, I hate everything. That's wrestling. That's all I got for you this week on this very mm-hmm. – what did I say in the chat? I can't – I won't say what I put in the chat no. given the circumstances, but let's just say there was venomous words that came out of my mouth yeah. when it happened. You were not a happy um, boy. That's, I was not a happy boy. I'm not happy now just seeing this greatest. However, yeah. I better get – I'm saying it right now. I will cancel Peacock. Huh. I will not watch WrestleMania Ooh. if I do not get AJ Styles versus Edge. I swear – because – Cody, we love you. Cody, good luck going to WWE if you're rumored to go to WWE. If I get Cody Rhodes versus Edge at my mania, I'm done. I have been – four months have I not been espousing for Edge and AJ Styles. Four months. We're in February. By like November, I was talking about this stuff. If I don't have it, Vince, That's true. Yeah. I will – Go to Connecticut. <laughs> I will give you a piece of my mind because I deserve something nice enough that I want, not what other people want of me. That's all I got for you in cage this week. Very strong words, Charles. So yeah, that's that's it, folks. We're we're done. It's it, this is a nice episode. Andrew, I would think and hope he'd be back next week, and we can kind of gauge him on his journey through our culinary masterpieces in latin food well basically anything that that came out of came came outside of europe let's just say 
<laughs> so there you go. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you everybody. Thank you, Freddie and BU, for popping in here. And uh, we will, well, basically, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Take care, everybody. I hate you, Vince McMahon. <laughs>